This is the NTT IndyCar Series. Rosenquist will swing to the outside. That'll give him the inside advantage through turn number five. And McLaughlin will be able to fend him Boy, a late charge by Joseph Newgarden about five cars back. Up front, Scott McLaughlin. Big wiggle at the exit of the keyhole. Alex Pullo right Down over the hill through turn number nine. McLaughlin still trying to hold off Alex. Erickson looks to the outside. Back to the inside. Marcus Erickson trying to get around. You'll see the twin checkers. Career win number two in the NTT IndyCar Series. Nice drive there, dude. Just like St. Pete, you crushed it. Woo! With live flag-to-flag coverage from Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Its history dates back to 1980 when Johnny Rutherford went to victory lane. Bobby Rahal, Michael Andretti, Emerson Fittipaldi, Al Jr., and Alex Zanardi among the dominant drivers through the 90s. Since 2007, Scott Dixon has six wins. Experience counts as only one driver, Charlie Kimball, has won his first race here. It's Mid-Ohio. I'm Mark James. And 27 drivers make up the grid today. Colton Hurdick, Graham Rahal are on the front row. Let's hear from many of those drivers, including a driver's back after a one-race absence. Alec Wolf tells us why Connor Daly is racing today. Well, Connor Daly in for Simon Pagano, not medically cleared after a horrific crash on Saturday morning. But, Connor, we talked after that morning warm-up session. You were quite pleased with how things went, about 12th in that session. And in the ensuing two hours, has it been like uh, cramming for a test getting ready for this the first go on short notice for Meyer Shank Racing? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Um, just different procedures. Uh, but, I mean, it's still IndyCar racing. So, you know, we just got to uh, go forward and go fast and uh, be faster than everyone else. So we'll see what happens. Uh, appreciate all the work that they've put in um, just helping me get up to speed. And, and there's still so much to learn. So we're going to use really the first 40 laps to try to keep learning and, uh, and go from there. It's great to have you back and have a great run out there. Thank you so much. Let's head over to Joel Sebastianelli. who will be joining me on the pit lane today. Thanks, Alex. Devlin D. Francesco starts 24th. You've got Scott Harner on your timing stand as strategist. How has it been working with Scott so far, and what do you guys have to do to adjust having someone new? I think he's great. Uh, I'm looking forward to heading into our first race together. Um, we sort of talked about our plan and, you know, what lap we need to get to and, and what our windows are, and, you know, it's going to be a day of, of execution. You know, all of our strategists at Andretti, Steinbrenner Autosport are, are very good at what they do. So, to be honest with you, it's been a very seamless, uh, seamless process. A little bit further up the grid is his Andretti Autosport teammate. Alex is with him. Roman Grosjean lining up on the outside of the seventh row, relaxing, uh, sitting ready for a 200-mile day. And what do you think the outlook is for the 28 car? I think we've got a fast car. Uh, sadly, we couldn't quite explode in qualifying, but uh, felt good all weekend. So excited for the race. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be an easy one. The conditions are very different from the rest of the weekend, but uh, I think uh, that, can, that can play into, into our hand. And the running you've had earlier this weekend with the different compounds, how's it feel, the Reds versus the Blacks? Uh, well, the Reds got more grip, but also a lot more degradation. So um, it's going to be about uh, trying to look after them at the beginning of the race just to make sure that we can get our targets. Roman Grosjean lines up 14th over to Joel. Callum Eilat starts 20th. You said yesterday you thought you were in an unlucky group. How much pace is in the car this afternoon? Uh, yeah, it was, well, it was just a tough group. I mean, I think I went seven tenths quicker than the guy who was starting in front of me, P19, in the other group. So, yeah, a bit of a tough one. Um, not been lucky on that side, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, we found a bit of pace uh, yesterday and this morning, but you just have to be on the right side of the strategy and see what happens with the with the rain as well. But, yeah, it's going to be it's, it's going to be an interesting race. It's been a tough weekend so far, but we'll see what we can do. You've had some newer guys working with you over the wall as well. How much progress have you seen out of them this year? Uh, n- newer guys for this weekend? 
newer guys just working over the wall, some newer pit crew? Uh, well, the, the, from the start of the season. Yeah, um, it's been, uh, we, well, we had to change some, so two, two engineers left us, uh, or, yeah, left, uh, before this race. Um, so that was a change. And then, no, with the crew, it's been relatively similar to last year. Of course, we've had some new people, but, yeah, it's, it's the way it goes, you know, you're always, always changing around a bit. Okay. Callum Milot will start 20th. Alex? Jack Harvey lines up 11th for Ray Hall Edmund Lanigan Racing Force, a home track for this team. And do you feel maybe a little uh, extra pressure or maybe some uh, added momentum when you come to this home track of mid-Ohio? I mean, honestly, mate, mostly just hopefully uh, extra momentum. Uh, you know, and so far this weekend's looked pretty good for everybody at uh, RLL. So I just want to say thanks to all the guys and girls who make up our team because we've had a lot of unity and, uh, you know, probably some soul-searching, some tough questions and... You know, so far we feel like we're, you know, finding a good direction to keep uh, progressing down. So it'd be great to uh, get all three cars in the top ten. Uh, we had a small issue in Q2, but uh, you know, probably didn't, definitely didn't have Graham space. But you know, it would have been close to transfer. But uh, yeah, it's been a great, great performance. I want to say thanks to Permco for coming on board this weekend as a new partner with the team, and it's just going to have a great day. 80 lap race distance. Is there really any strategy to this? It seems like it'll be two steps. Is there some fuel save involved or is it just flat out? I think it depends on, you know, the first pit window, to be honest, mate. Uh, you know, I think we always go into the race never quite knowing what we think the Reds are going to do over a long stint. And sometimes it throws us a curveball, but it's going to be flexible today. I think the weather will be the biggest thing today. Jack Harvey lines up on the inside of the sixth row and Jules with the guy that will share that row with. And that's David Maluka's first time in the Fast 12 this season. How much progress do you feel like you guys have made in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, we've made we've made good progress. If you look at obviously this race and you and you look at Road America, although we had the the engine issue in the race, the pace has gotten better uh, and and we're getting there. You know, it's slowly but surely we're figuring things out. Of course, now we're going to have to switch our heads around and focus on on a street course and oval going into the future. But overall, it seems good. It seems like we're finally kind of clicking some some lines together and, and going in the right direction. David Malukas starts 12th. Alex? Pato Award right now talking to Devlin Francesco And Pato, if we can just get in real quick, lining up in that 13th row. You were fast all weekend, had a little bit of a miscue in qualifying. What do you think the outlook is, especially after the warm-up session today? Uh, we have a fast race car. We're looking forward to the race. And when you look forward to that race, what do you think about this start? Could it get pretty interesting heading for turn four? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, it starts pretty sprinkling a little bit. I'll make it even more chaotic, but... Um, um, yeah, we're looking forward to a good race. Wish you good luck. Thanks. That's Pato Award. Alexander Rossi starts in 13th position. I know yesterday the car was not at all where you wanted it to be. How much closer is it after warm-up? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, it was damp track. Um, I think it's better, but I don't know how much better yet. So it's going to be an interesting race. The weather obviously will maybe be a factor. Um, there's going to be two different strategies going on out there, and Ultimately, if you have a fast car, any strategy will look good. So hopefully uh, we've got it dialed in. Which weather do you prefer? I, mean, I don't care. Wet would be fun. We don't get to do very many wet races in IndyCar. But, um, no, what's, what's cool, man? Graham thinks the wet sucks. I think it's all right. Um, I think I think it'd be fun, but either way, it's going to be a great show for everyone. Graham Rayall is standing next to him smiling. We'll talk to him in just a second. Alex, who do you have? 
Elio Castroneva is a two-time winner here at Mid-Ohio, talking to Santino Ferrucci. And Elio, first off, a whirlwind 24 hours for the scene. What's it been like welcoming Connor Daly to the family? I know. it's. You know, thank God uh, Simon is actually really good. Um, uh, we all trust on the medical on the medical team that we have here at IndyCar. And uh, it's for the best as well for him to make sure that he's, you know, ready and, and will come back very fast. You know, lucky enough, uh, Connor was over here and uh, we're able to uh, to have one guy here to uh, to replace him. Uh, in the end of the day, he's actually already doing a great job, Connor. Obviously, it's, he was racing, started season and missed just a couple of races. So it's good just like um, right back in the saddle. But it's uh, certainly uh, for Simon, it's a... Uh, it's a big bummer. But the 06 car starting 19th. What do you think the outlook for the Honda Indy 200? Oh, got to be consistent. Uh, tire seems to be the issue here in terms of uh, degradation because the track seems to be very, very rough. And um, sorry with the Reds, and hopefully we were able to get out of the way and uh, keep consistent with the Blacks. There's a lot of fencing. It looks like it's ready to be climbed, and we hope that maybe you can do it. We've been there before, so we know where to, where to, where to go. That's Elio Castroneves. Let's go over to Joel. Ryan Hunter-Ray making his 285th start, and everybody is talking about progress with you and this team. Where do you feel like you've seen the most progress with Ed Carpenter racing? Uh, you know, we're still trying to get our, our pairing together, you know, just uh, it's new to us kind of thing on race weekends. So, um, you know, it's been a year and a half plus since uh, since I've driven left and right, so I'm still trying to get the little nuances of it, you know, trying to get that last percent or two percent out of the car. Um, and then I'm trying to dial the car into what I like, you know, preferably what I really need out of it. So it's, uh, it's a work in progress, and, yeah, we're just going session by session. We'll let you get up to the stage. Alex? Defending champion of this race, starting eighth, Scott McLaughlin. What do you think for the Good Ranchers Chevy today? Ah, oh, look, I don't know. It's going to be a mixed, mixed day. Uh, you know, Good Ranchers Chevy's felt good all week. We had a good warm-up, but um, really depends if there's weather at the end of the race. But we start on blacks today. A lot of people around us on reds. I think black's going to be the preferable tyre, primary tyre. So, um, But we'll see. It might, it, it might turn out the other way, and we just never know with any car racing. I think things are going to be uh, interesting heading into turn four on the stack. Oh, I'm sure they, it always is. So uh, just try and get it through there unscathed and you know, make sure that we're there at the checkered flag. That's Scott McLachlan lining up in the eighth starting position. Joel? Graham Rahal starting second today. This team has been trying to get you in this position for a while. Is the car finally how you want it to drive? Yeah, it's been nice this weekend to finally get it to a place that was that I felt like I could attack, frankly. And so, uh, you know, the guy's done a wonderful job, obviously, in the number 15 car. And uh, it's been good to be, be competitive and be able to push hard here. But, you know, obviously we got a long 80 ahead of us today. So uh, we'll see how it takes shape. Uh, you know, God willing, we'll have a good, clean race and, and get out front and uh, be able to uh, be able to win this thing. It'd be pretty special to do at home. You know, for me, for fifth, third bank, Obviously for Honda, uh, it'd be pretty sweet. And for Honda making his 251st start, Alex. Colt Herter rolls off of the pole position. Second straight race they've done that. Half hour of practice earlier this morning. What do you think the Gamebridge Honda is going to have today in this Honda Indy 200? Um, I, I feel like it's going to be good. You know, warm-up was kind of like a wash for us. The track was really bad um, with the rain overnight. Um, you know, but we just had the lights race on in the dry and put a lot of good rubber, good Firestone rubber down. That should help us a lot. Um, and, yeah, we're expecting hopefully a, a mostly dry race. That would be easiest for me. Um, and, and, yeah, pretty simple two-stop if you can make the tires last. 
Pretty simple, a two-step strategy, as he said, and he's going to be from a good spot, the pole position. Over to Joel. It's Kyle Kirkwood, I know you guys had some issues in warm-up. Were you able to sort that out? Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was very evident what it was. Um, it was something that kind of was a question mark in our heads yesterday, and we we didn't uh, we didn't fix it. We thought we thought it was just something calibration wise, and it wasn't. It was a mechanical issue. So at least we caught it then in, in warm up and had plenty of time to fix it for now. Uh, it'll be good for the race. All right, Kyle Kirkwood starts third in the AutoNation Honda. And starting fourth is Alex Pelot, the IndyCar Series points leader. He's always run well here in the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. What do you think for today? Yeah, I mean, we, we had some good races so far. Um, never got into victory lane, so that's a goal for today. Let's see what the weather does. doesn't look perfectly steady, but, uh, I mean, it's the same for everybody. Uh, we know we have a good race car, so we'll go for it. Alex Pelot going for another win as he's already got a couple on the season. And Joel Sebastianelli is with a perennial mid-Ohio winner. A six-time winner, Scott Dixon. We've seen the Hondas perform so well all weekend. What do you have in store today? Hopefully lots. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a great start for Honda. Uh, as always, you can't, you know, uh, rest on that. But, you know, to have all six uh, Hondas in the fast six was, was definitely pretty special. Uh, but for us here, yeah, we're going to have to, we're slightly off strategy. looks like, you know, um, Palu and myself are the only ones on uh, on the blacks here in the, in the fast six uh, or the first six grid spots here. So it'll be interesting to see how this, um, you know, strategy plays out. But obviously, too, with uh, weather conditions, it feels like it's starting to spit a little bit. There is some clouds coming in, so it could be an interesting race, man. Would you be in a better position than everybody else if it did rain? Um, I think if it rains, then it's really anybody's race. You know, I think to, to even keep the car on track here is going to be very tough. Um, but, you know, strategy-wise, we'll be wide open at that point. So, you know, starting on the red, if it started to rain, that's where you'd want to be. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to just see how it plays out. Six-time winner at Mid-Ohio starts sixth. That's Scott Dixon. Thank you. Thanks, man. Cheers. Christian Lungard lines up in the fifth starting position, tied with Kyle Kirkwood for Rahal Lerman Lanigan Racing. What do you think it's going to take, Christian, to get that first IndyCar Series win today? Some luck uh, and a lot of pace. Uh, I think everybody out there is super competitive around here. Um, I think just entire qualifying, everybody was, was super quick. You saw both groups. Is a very, very tight margin uh, to, to get through, and even in in fast 12. So, um, yeah, we, we need to be consistent. We need to just keep our head cool because I think today is going to be be a race about uh, being on track when it when it matters at the end. Christian Lungard will line up on the inside of row three. Uh, who else is going to give you insight from 17 drivers and seven of the top ten for today's race? Well done, Joel Sebastianelli and Alex Wolf. We will hear from Davey Hamilton when we come back to Mid-Ohio. Uh, 153 Eastern Green Flag welcoming in Davey Hamilton, piloting again the fastest seat in sports. And Davey, what an interesting weekend it has been for all intents and purposes. Uh, Simon Pagino going to be okay. He expects to be back at the race car uh, when we get to Toronto in a couple of weeks. Uh, it looks like a suitable replacement for him and Connor Daly. He had a pretty effective practice session this morning. He was 12th quick. Yeah, did a really good job, didn't he, Mark? I mean, uh, to get in that car just last second and, and have that kind of uh, speed shows the desire, the determination. He wants to get back in this series. He did have a little advantage, being that he had brand-new tires and nobody else did in that session, but it doesn't matter, Mark. He did a good job. You know, it's going to be a challenge. He's got to start in the back of this field. It's not easy to pass. 
conditions are going to play a part as we we continue to talk about it. it's overcast if it rained right now it wouldn't surprise me but right now it's dry it's and hopefully it stays that way i talked to several of the drivers elio and ferrucci starting in the back they both said hey we hope it rains we need a little help you know if the rain uh, rain hits i think we're going to be happy but one thing about the rain it is slick around here and uh, it's it's a challenge when it's wet. Speaking of starting in the back, he's always worth the price, price of admission. I think it's worth watching Pato Award, who rolls off 25th today. Yeah, no question about it. You never, never can count him out. I mean, I know he doesn't have a win this year. Started the season off with a couple runners off, runners up. Know how competitive he is, how competitive that McLaren team is. Um, he wants that win. The thing with Pato... That movie has that shooting underneath somebody going in the corner, making contact, just doesn't hasn't been working. He's done it two or three times this year. Kind of blames uh, blames a lot of the other guys. Um, That's their fault that these they're not giving him room. But uh, end of the day, he needs to just stop that move. And once he does that and just finish his races, you know he's going to be towards the front. Maybe I think it's most interesting that up front you have some guys that quite frankly have either been inconsistent or they have struggled for consistent results. Some of these guys have shown flashes of brilliance and then sometimes not so much uh, among the first couple of rows i mean herda ray hall kirkwood christian lundgaard certainly will power probably the most consistent among them is the guy sitting in fourth easily who's the current points leader and uh, he's won a couple of races this year and alex below yeah that's right and you know the the history says that somebody on that front row is going to win this race if you go by the stats more than likely it's going to be either graham ray hall or colton herda neither one of those have won a race this year so it could be a first time winner for this year um so you know we know Pol- colton he had he had a well in hand last week at or a couple weeks ago at road america sat on the pole there as well dominated the race but they pit him one lap too early so he had to save fuel on that last run ends up p5 so um, I think that uh, the really good chance you're going to see the winner come out of that front row. But this is mid-Ohio, Mark. We've seen him start and finish all over the place. It's just these last, you know, several years, it's it's really that that, that position in, you know, the front row that's making it happen. 80 laps. So, uh, I mean, it's a two-stop race. So, I, I, I guess uh, it looks like the... Uh, because of the tire designation that we have received, it looks like the overwhelming majority of this field is going to start on the alternates. Yeah, and that, and we talked about earlier in practice. Personally, the way this track runs, I would start with the alternates if it was up to me. So um, I think a lot of these teams are. You know, you got to go off sometimes different strategies just because everybody else is doing it. If you find yourself in the back, you say, well, they're all on red, so let's go on blacks to see what happens. But but I think, uh, you know, the safest thing to do, start on the reds, just see how they last over a stint. Now, the race, the, the last practice session, a lot of the drivers had reds on, but it was a little bit wet. It was slick, and the track and the, and the session got short just a little bit because the wheel power went off out in the pea gravel. So, um, you know, they really don't know the longevity and the speed those reds are going to you know, give them at this point. Uh, so now, the question about I mean, we talk about these alternates and, and, and the primaries all the time. So I would ask then, in terms of the difference in the field. Do they feel the same right away, and it's not until the tire deck kicks in that you start to feel the difference between the alternates and the primaries? No, it's right off the bat. You feel these alternate tires, these red sidewall softer tire. They have grip immediately. It's just like, oh, yes, we like that. And those first four, you know, especially the first couple, but you get four or five laps in, it still has that really exceptional grip. And then it kind of it just kind of plateaus a little bit and just kind of stays there. But the end of the run, you'll see these reds starting to fall off. 
the deg of the red just doesn't hold up to the black standard tires. So, but right off the bat, you need to take advantage of these reds, and that's on these starts and restarts. When you have a tr opportunity, if you have clear track, you want to get out and get as much time as you can on these red tires. In terms of the tools that drivers have at their disposal, uh, if, if, am I correct in assuming that when you're on a natural terrain road course like this, that offers the elevation changes. Whatever those tools are in the cockpit, uh, you're going to be using them plenty throughout the course of this race. Uh, brake bias being among them? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Brake bias. But the biggest thing is your anti-roll bars. On street and road courses, you can soften or stiffen the back of your race car, Mark. And that that is key. Now, brake bias is really going to be important down to turn four, I think, because we see brake lockups. But that anti-roll bar, what it does, Mark, is if, you, if the front of your car is turning too good, it just has too much grip and it, you want to stiffen that up and, and make it to where it doesn't put as much pressure on those front tires and, and, so, and soften the back. And just the opposite, if the, the back end sliding around, get that back end soft, stiffen that front end to where it makes that front slide just a little bit more. Really good tools. I mean, it is a tool, though. You, you have to be in the window. You can only use those so much. But these drivers can do that. But brake bias isn't like you just mentioned. That's another one. Once you get it right, you're pretty good. But it's going to be completely different if the track gets moisture on it. Is this a track where you would build, it, build in maybe a little oversteer, maybe a little understeer? Or do you want this thing to be as neutral as possible? Well, obviously, you want it neutral. You you really want to be able to accelerate. When, when you accelerate, you want the traction. When you turn, you want it to turn. But if you have to have one or the other, you want your car to turn. Uh, understeer on this track is very painly, painful, especially through Thunder Alley and the S's. If you're just waiting so long on the, get the car to curve. Now, if it turns good and the back is a little free, you can manage that. That's up to you and their throttle pedal to, to get the throttle down. So for me, I like my car to make sure it turns good on this course. I guess you'll find out more in just a few minutes uh, when yeah. you're in the fastest seat in sports. But in terms of the grip level with the moisture that we've had, the atmospheric conditions, I mean, I know as we said, this racetrack goes back to 1980. So there is a defined racing group. But given the weather conditions throughout the course of the weekend, is there a lot of grip right now? Yeah, really good. Um, now, I have to say it was really good um, yesterday for these drivers because you could tell the times. For me, to this morning in this two-seater when it was wet, not so good. It was very, very slick. But watching practice, this final practice, the track I'm standing down in turn one right now, Mark, it's dry in the line. So I feel very confident it's going to have really good grip right now. I'm offline just a little bit, and there's some moisture going down into a couple drains. I see the AMR safety crew blowing a little bit of water out at the end of pit lane. So uh, right now in the groove, I think it's really good good uh, really good traction right now really good uh, grip for these drivers well brother as we say give him a good safe and fast ride and uh, we'll catch you shortly after you climb out of the cockpit right about the time the green flag flies all right buddy thank you that's our driver analyst davy hamilton as pre-race festivities continue in preparation for the honda indy 200 at mid-ohio A couple of weeks ago, the Sancio Grand Prix at Road America, Chip Ganassi's Alex Pillow won the eighth round of the IndyCar Series race at Road America. It was a perfectly judged late race pass on early race dominator Colton Herta. It all boiled down to pit strategy. Colton Herta's worked out, uh, uh, did not work out, rather. Alex Pillow did. Here's how it sounded here on IndyCar Radio. Green flag flies, and Colton Herta takes the early lead, but the battle for second is side-by-side side into turn one. And it looks like Alex Pillow is going to look for second as they all rocket into turn number one. And Kyle Kirkwood spins off the back of Pato Awards car. It's a one-car incident. Kirkwood didn't hit anything. Markey's going to fall all the way to the rear of the field. Rossi Armstrong Award stacked up as they head to Michael Young. 
And the battle goes too wide into turn number five. Fans jump to their feet. And the big mover, Pato Award, as Alexander Rossi able to hold off. And Alex Pillow will go off track. That will allow Joseph Newgarden to go around near collision in turn six. Battle for third. Currently, it's Alex Pillow. He'll battle with Colton Herta. Herta gets a great run out of turn number five. The two will drag race up the hill through turn number six. They're side by side, and it's Herta over Pillow. Setting up for turn number 14. It's down to one-tenth of a second. It is literally nose to tail off at turn number 14. They climb the hill. Alex Pillow right up underneath the rear wing of Colton Herta as they cross the start-finish line head back to turn one. This front straightaway is long enough that you can get a draft, and Alex Pillow's got it. He pulls to the outside. They're side-by-side into turn one. Alex Pillow takes over the race lead, swinging to the outside. A masterful pass of Colton Hurd out of turn one. Can he hold on to the grip enough? Colton Hurd takes a peek to the bottom at the entrance of turn number three. Alex Pillow shuts the door, climbs back into the throttle, heads to the Sargento Bridge. That lead up to three-tenths of a second now for Alex Pillow as he heads to turn number five. Alex Pillow going to put a stranglehold on this championship for now, grab a 74-point lead as he will crest the hill and see the advance auto part checkered flag as Alex Pillow dominates late and wins the Sanzio Grand Prix at Road America presented by AMR. We started the weekend really, really fast. Uh, big mistake by uh, my part yesterday in practice too. Big crash, big damage, losing a lot of track time, but honestly, they gave me the car back on time for qualifying, not only back that uh, to choose to qualify, but choose to fight for pole. So it was amazing. Uh, they gave me the pit stop for the win today as well. So amazing. Yeah, cannot thank them enough. It was a great weekend for us, and we're going to keep on working hard and uh, looking forward to meet Ohio now. Uh, the NTT IndyCar Series continues to lead the field in the race for equality and change. Louisa Maser is here with this week's On Track with Diversity presented by Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and H&R and benefits consultant. Miles Rowe is the driver of the USF Pro 2000 Force Indy race team and is on a quest to become a future IndyCar champion. Listen in to what motivates him on and off the track. I always knew I would be a championship leader, and whatever I do, I know I will be a championship leader when I get to the IndyCar series. Everything in racing is, is about confidence. My goals off the track are to essentially just every race that I go in, even in Indy Next, I'm taking it as a practice session. It's all practice and preparation for what I'm going to have to do when I get into IndyCar. It's just having that mentality off the track as well, going to the gym as much as I can, staying focused and practicing in certain ways, like I already am driving an IndyCar, to make sure that when I get close to there, say in preseason or my first IndyCar season, I'm a little bit ahead of where I would have been if I just, you know, took it step by step and just, you know, performed within the year that I am, sort of a thing. So let's, let's just say I'm thinking ahead. I'm very future-oriented right now. On Track with Diversity is brought to you by Gallagher. For 95 years in communities across the globe, Gallagher's insurance, risk management, and consulting solutions have helped businesses face their future with confidence. Gallagher. To learn more, visit AJG.com. Well, despite the uh, empty forecast going into the weekend, uh, fans have turned out in mass. A great crowd on hand, and now it is time to go trackside for pre-race festivities here at Mid-Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we ask that you please rise and remove your hats as the Mansfield Police Department presents our nation's colors. Please remain standing as Chaplain Chuck Lessick of IndyCar Ministries offers today's invocation.
Let's pray. Lord God, we just want to thank you for this day and the gift that it is to each one of us. As we celebrate our independence, we thank you for our freedom and for those who serve to protect it. We look forward to an exciting yet safe day of racing and ask this race be a blessing to this entire community. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here today to honor America with the singing of our national anthem, please welcome recent finalists of NBC's The Voice, the Singing Sisters Trio, Maddie, Anna, and Bella of Sorella. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's regular the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star spangled banner yet wave or the Three minutes past. Time for the green flag. Well, McLaren Racing announcing earlier this week, Tony Gannon racing his final Indy 500 earlier this year will stay with the team, serving as a special advisor with Errol McLaren. We caught up with TK this weekend to talk about his role with the team. That is not one function. I mean, I I I gotta help the guys as far as the drivers, mentoring them a little bit. But I also am doing some sponsor stuff and hospitality. I'm also looking out for. The young drivers for the future. I'm also looking out for a team personnel that, you know, we need to to move around to see if we can perform better here and there. Looking for some people that we want to hire. I mean, it's just it's a little bit of everything, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and again, uh, the team's commercial partnerships and business development, 17 career IndyCar race wins, of course, the Indianapolis 500 as a series championship. That's a great story, universally applauded. Going to be great to see TK in the paddock. On a regular basis. Again, he will be at all races at all test sessions for Errol McLaren. Well, it is a phenomenal layout here. A little over two and a quarter mile. Uh, the front straightaway, 1,200 feet. Back straight, 3,000 feet. 13 turns, four to the left, nine to the right. And three of the absolute best of the business going to call the action today. One of the signature portions of this fabulous facility is the iconic keyhole. And that's where Nick Yeoman set up shop today. 
That's right, Mark. It is one of those right-handers, turn number two. Turn one is a really fast. They rock it underneath the pedestrian bridge and head towards me. When they come towards turn number two, they'll be heading south. This keyhole corner is basically a 180-degree turnaround. You're coming to, to me south. You're leaving north. There's red and white curbing to the inside of turn number two. A small patch of grass to the outside and lots of gravel that's been catching drivers for so many years here at Mid-Ohio. At the exit of turn number two, there is a yellow patch of asphalt where those drivers will use to swing wide out of the corner and they'll start to roar through the gearbox. It is a fantastic passing point. We see drivers get side by side down here uh, through every year we've raced at Mid-Ohio and we're expecting a lot of passing down here in the keyhole as well. Then the good news, Mark, is the skies are looking as friendly as all the race fans that have gathered on the hillside here as well. After they leave turn number two, they'll head through a bit of a kink, which is turn number three, roar underneath the flag stand where they will see the green flag to start the race and and head towards a little madness, and it's only fitting that Michael Young is down there in the S's. Yes, looking forward to it, Nick Yeoman. Thank you. Yeah, about a 1,000 feet from that kink, turn number three, where we'll start this Mid-Ohio 200 here, presented by Honda. They will streak down, and at about till the 500-foot marker or so, you'll start seeing the drivers fan out. Best opportunity to pass here at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. As they make their way into turn number four, we look to driver's right. It was very wet over there a little bit earlier today. You can see the cracks in the asphalt, some moisture remaining, but it's pretty much dried out now, as Nick had said. The sun has come out. It is a beautiful afternoon here in central Ohio. As the drivers make their way, they will have a right-hander. They go downhill from turn number three into turn number four. They'll slightly go downhill again, then climb up a hill. That's turn number five. They'll make the hard left-hander and then go back downhill. They'll go off camber ever so slightly, but a, certainly a difficult portion of this track. It's hard to go through there too wide, but they will certainly try. This will be the best opportunity for any of the drivers to pass this afternoon. And, of course, China Beach, we saw that horrific crash with Simon Pagano yesterday. It's a big gravel trap to drivers left as they make that right-hand of turn number four. If anybody would go off today, it's going to be tough to get back on. It is extremely wet here in the grass here at Mid-Ohio. We've saw several drivers in the Indy next race go off. They spin their tires. Going to be tough to do, but again, the sun is out today. Hopefully things start to dry out. A sea of fans across from me as I sit in the grandstands on driver's left entering turn number four. Been a long time since we've seen this many people here at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. A beautiful day and looking forward to a great race today. As they come back down, turn number five they'll make that right hander of turn number six that's when they'll come into the view of our very own jake query good afternoon jake good afternoon michael thanks so much turn six kind of at the bottom of a hill i say kind of because it's not necessarily a steep hill but there is an elevation change and the speed will carry you in if you are driving in to turn number six the racing roof is very clearly on the inside of the track there is a red and white rumble strip there and if you get too far outside you again can get into the grass and that can be a tricky area. It is the area of the racetrack at Mid-Ohio known as the S's. After that right-hander that is turn number six, there is a left kink, if you will, that is technically turn number seven, then a right-handed turn number eight that very quickly then sets up for another right-hander that is turn number nine. Mark James, this is an area where you can get a lot of momentum, a lot of energy to carry you through in the S's, but again, one slight bobble can become very, very costly, and you want to try to get yourself set up for an area of some speed exiting turn nine, getting set for a straightaway into turn number 10. Going to be a lot of fun to watch here. And, of course, Mother Nature looking like she is going to cooperate here in Lexington, Ohio. So it's going to be fun to once again watch 
one of the great signature events in terms of the NTT IndyCar Series schedule. That, of course, being the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Club. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Looking uh, so forward to the call today, and uh, what an interesting day it should be. The Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio, the ninth race of the season. There have been five different winners in nine races. Marcus Erickson won at St. Petersburg. Joseph Newgarden at Texas, and, of course, the Indianapolis 500. Kyle Kirkwood, a winner at Long Beach. Scott McLaughlin won at Barber Motorsports Park. Alex Pillow, of course, uh, on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Detroit and Road America leads the way with three wins. Uh, the modern record for most different winners in a season, by the way, is 11. That happened in 2000, 2001, and 2014. It's Scott Dixon, as I've said before, probably gets mail in victory lane here at Mid-Ohio. Six wins here at 07, 09, 11, 12, 14, and 19. Emerson Fittipaldi won at Mid-Ohio three times. Michael Andretti, Elio Castro-Nevis, Teo Fabi, Joseph Dugarden, Bobby Rahal, Alan Jr., and Alex Zanardi all won Mid-Ohio twice. Past winners include uh, Dixon, Castro-Nevis, Newgarden, Graham Rahal, Pagino, Rossi, Power, Colton Herta, and Scott McLaughlin, the most recent winner. They are all among those who entered this year. Chip Ganassi Racing has won 11 times at Mid-Ohio, including 8 of the 17 races sanctioned by IndyCar at the track. Ganassi's winning drivers here, besides Alex Zanardi and Scott Dixon, include Juan Montoya, who won in 1999, Dario Franchitti won in 2010, and Charlie Kimball, of course, won in 2013. A great crowd has filed in here to the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Courts. As far as the tire compounds that Davey and I were talking about earlier, to give you an idea of what that distribution is like, nine drivers will start on the primary tires today. Seven, 17 drivers will start on the alternates. And now it's time to go trackside to get the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio underway. It's time for the most famous words in all of sport. Here to give the command for the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio, presented by the 2023 Hybrid Accord, please welcome singing sister trio, Sorella. Drivers, start your engines! Here's today's NTT IndyCar Series starting lineup, presented by Advance Auto Parts. Row 14. Connor Daly, United States. Row 13. Santino Ferrucci, United States. Patricio Ward, Monterey, Mexico. Row 12. Devlin DeFrancesco, Canada. Benjamin Peterson, Denmark and United States. Row 11. Stingray Rob, United States. Agustin Canapino, Argentina. Row 10. Callum Ilo, United Kingdom. Elio Castroneves, Brazil. Row 9. Marcus Armstrong, New Zealand. Ryan Hunter Ray, United States. Row 8. Renis VK, the Netherlands. Joseph Newgarden, United States. Row 7. Romain Grosjean, France. Alexander Rossi, United States. Row 6. David Malukas, United States. Jack Harvey, United Kingdom. Row 5. Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. Marcus Ericsson, Sweden. Row 4. Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand. Will Power, Australia. Row 3. Scott Dixon, New Zealand. Christian Lundgaard, Denmark. Row 2. Alex Below, Spain. Kyle Kirkwood, United States. 
on the outside of row one. Graham Rahal, United States of America. And starting on the pole. Colton Herta, United States. Today's starting lineup is presented by Advance Auto Parts, the official checkered flag of the NTT IndyCar Series. Uh, well, chances are if it has wheels and a motor, he's probably somewhere in the world covering it each and every weekend. Uh, occasionally, he graces us with his presence, as he is doing today. We welcome back to IndyCar Radio our good friend Ryan Marine, who joins us on Pit Road today. Ryan, what are you and the rest of the guys going to be keeping your eye on today? Hey, Mark, great to be back. Certainly, I have missed it. And for me, the story in my section of the pit lane is Meyer Shank Racing. And when Simon Pagino was not cleared by IndyCar Medical to drive here today, MSR tapped Connor Daly to fill in in the number 60 AutoNation Sirius XM Honda. And I spoke with Mike Shank, the team owner for MSR, earlier today and asked him, why did you choose Connor? You have a Rolodex full of drivers you can call upon. And he said it was simple, two reasons. Number one, he saw Connor Earlier in the day yesterday, he knew he was here. But number two, Connor's been in this situation before. He's been plugged in, and it has not phased him to jump in at the last minute. And true to form, he was 12th quickest in warm-up earlier today. I asked Mike, what would a successful day be? He said, honestly, we would love to just make it into the top 15. But crucially, they need to score as many points as possible for the team's points standings, the entrant points, because of the leader's circle. That's what they've got their eyes on here today in the Meyer Shank Racing Camp. Now we head a little bit further up the pit lane where we check in with Joel Sebastianelli. Thank you, Ryan. As a Toledo guy, it's great to be here at Mid-Ohio. There are some places so near to the heart, so near to home, that whenever we're back here, memories come flooding back. And Mid-Ohio is that place for the Rahal family. Bobby Rahal won here as a driver in 85 and 86. This is his team's 27th start. His son Graham won here in 2015. And the new Albany native starts second today. Not only are memories flooding back, their performance is back. All three team cars qualified inside the top 12. Graham's box is in front of me, about 10 stalls up pit lane. He will lead the charge with his best starting position in four years, looking for his first win since Detroit in 2017. Alex Wolf, you are closest to pit out. What are you keeping an eye on tonight? Well, I'm keeping an eye on this home track for me, coming an hour and 45 minutes to the east from Lima, Ohio, in west central Ohio. It's a home track for the Herta family of sorts. Brian Herta drove in Indy Next competition, was a champion for Columbus-based Tasman Motorsports, also had a long IndyCar career with Team Ray Hall that was based here in the central Ohio area. His son, Colton, on the pole position, a winner here three years ago as part of the double header at Mid-Ohio Sports Car, of course, for the IndyCar series that year, and it's been a topsy-turvy type of season. Colton started with his strategist being his father, Brian, then it was to Scott Harner at Texas Motor Speedway, and a real surprise for all of us when we arrived at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course this weekend. Another jumble up from the timing stand as Scott Harner gets moved to Devlin Francesco, and it's now Rob Edwards, general manager for Andretti Auto Sport, on Colton Herta's timing stand, calling the strategies, and Colton Herta's second straight race on the pole position 
after a dominant performance that came up just short at Road America. He looks to seal the deal and end a lengthy winless streak today here at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. The sun is peeking out, blue skies, but we still see some dark clouds surrounding. We'll see what kind of curveballs Mother Nature may or may not bring in this Honda Indy 200 as we head back to the booth and Mark James. Thank you, guys. Look forward to your coverage. Uh, great job throughout the course of this weekend, certainly off the top with all the drivers we've talked to. Let's go back around the course one more time. Nick Gilman, a few thousand of your closest friends and neighbors uh, setting up shop on top of that vaunted keyhole with you. Yeah, and Mark, uh, just in the last uh, 20 minutes or so, the sunglasses and floppy hats have started to pop out here on the hill here at uh, Road, here at uh, Mid Ohio in the keyhole. So we're excited. Rear of the field already clear of this part of the racetrack. Michael, I can see down in that grandstands. You've got a couple thousand fans with you as well. Hey, Nick Yeoman, I have not seen Mid Ohio this packed in a long, long time. A sea of humanity across from me. The drape across the hill that uh, lines turn number four and turn number five. Fans right up against the fence line also fans streaked across the hill this brand new grandstand packed to the gills a beautiful afternoon and the fans getting ready for what should prove to be a very exciting race jake query looking forward to a thriller today here at mid-ohio going to be a lot of fun to watch and it's always exciting to know next time they're in my view we're going to be set to go racing mark james at the mid-ohio sports car course in Lexington, Ohio. And again, well done to everyone setting the stage uh, for the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. Davey, the formation looks pretty good as they head toward the keyhole. Looks good right now. As we know, we start down this back straightaway as we call back straight going in turn three down to four. Going to be exciting. Head into turn two, that uh, that the key keyhole right now. Uh, front row is Colton Herney, your pole center. Graham Brayholm will start second. Kirkwood, Pillow, row number two, row number three, Lundgaard and Dixon, row number four, Power McLaughlin, row number five, Erickson and Rosenquist. Heading toward turn number three, waiting for the green flag to fly to get the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio underway. They'll make the bender, which is turn number three, and see the green flag in the air and a side-by-side drag racing in turn number four. Colton Herter will lead the man. Graham Rahal tucked behind. He'll lock him up. Alex Pillow right there nearly touches the rear end of Graham Rahal's car. It's still Graham Rahal in that second position. Kyle Kirkwood in third, and then Pillow fourth. Yeah, all of a sudden, they are side by side in that battle for third. Kyle Kirkwood's going to take it, but problems further back in the field. It's Marcus Erickson and Felix Rosenquist. Both of them got airborne. Both of them have come to a stop at the exit mark of turn number six. And uh, just uh, elbows plenty wide through their day. Hamilton but with uh, Felix Rosenquist off course with a full course caution. Yeah, when was the last time you seen him come off at turn four going into five through those S's? Three wide, just doesn't work. And unfortunately, Marcus Erickson and uh, uh, Rosenquist, two guys that really didn't need this to happen by any stretch, especially Rosenquist on this first lap. No opening lap caution on the Mid-Ohio sports car course. Two-car incident involving Marcus Erickson and Felix Rosenquist. Caution didn't complete a lap before Marcus Erickson, Felix Rosenquist got together. And uh, Davey Hamilton, you've had a chance to look at the replay a couple of different times. Yeah, you hate to see anybody go out on the first lap, but unfortunately, got to put that one on Erickson. Um, Rosenquist was on the outside, gave plenty of room to that inside. The whole inside was open, but Erickson got down there and 
cold tires, number one. He just had cold tires, and the front end locked up on his car, slid right into Rosenquist, left no choice but to run over him. And looks like Erickson's car, is, uh, he's, he's got some serious damage. He's got a tow link broke in that left front tire. Maybe it's the right front tire. I can't tell which one. But a tow link broke, and uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, Rosenquist gave him, I mean, matter of fact, gave him a car and a half below, but when he locked those tires up, slid right up into him. Uh, let's get more on Marcus Erickson from Alex Wolf. And as he was sitting on the track with the safety crew getting ready to tend to him, Taylor Kyle asked him to try to evaluate, and he did talk about that right front. And they have uh, the various tools of the trade at the ready as the pit board is out. They have two tow links. They have wrenches ready in case they need to change that front nose cone assembly. And they have uh, fresh Firestone Blacks ready as well. So Marcus Erickson heading towards the pit lane, and looks like they're going to really be focusing on the right front corner of that Husky Ice Spritz Honda. Uh, Jamie, after winning the Indianapolis 5, 500 falling short his quest with the championship last year. Marcus Erickson had said he felt like he was in a better position to know what it takes to win a championship this season in a better position to do that mentally and knowing what the approach was. He was 74 points back. Uh, this won't uh, allow him to uh, follow that plan and, and, and win a championship. This will yeah. it'll put a serious dent in those chances. Yeah, he's already uh, lost one position in the championship, went from second to third. What happened on that right front is the push rod that uh, goes from the A-arm and the hub to the shock and the damper in that right front is just it's bent big time. Matter of fact, the whole upper assembly is broke on that up. It looks like to me, you know, more than likely they're going to have to take it behind the wall to get that fixed. Now, it can be fixed. They do have assemblies in there, but... I see Erickson, he's trying to get all the smoke out of the car, but that smoke is just from him dragging the car on the bottom of that car coming in, just generating some carbon fiber smoke and probably a little, we sometimes put wood on the bottom of these cars and create a little bit of smoke as well. So looks like his day is really done for any kind of, uh, be, to be competitive. And then you got Rosenquist, by the way. He went over Rosenquist's car and on Rosenquist's car, the windshield in these cars are, are, you know, out front safety device, but there's a huge rubber mark on that. So I'm, I'm assuming that Rosenquist is going to have a hard time seeing through them right hand Corners through that big rubber mark on his windscreen. Uh, so three laps complete now. Colton hurt a hold serve. Graham Rayall held on to the second position. Pretty good battle between Kyle Kirkwood and Alex Pillow. Kirkwood grabs the has the third spot, we should say. Pillow is fourth. Then Lundgaard, then Dixon, McLaughlin, Malukas, Power, Jack Harvey, the top ten. Rossi, Grosjean, Newgarden, BK, and Hunter Ray through 15th. Armstrong, Castro Neves, DeFrancesco, Ilot, Canapito through 10th. Rob 21st, Ferrucci 22nd, Award 23rd, Connor Daly is 24th, Benjamin Peterson 25th, Rosenquist 26th, a lap down, Marcus Erickson now two laps down in 27th, DeFrancesco is plus 6, Malukas plus 4, Santino Ferrucci plus 4, Connor Daly is plus 3, and Alexander Rossi has picked up a couple of spots. We pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Pit Road and Ryan Marine. Felix Rosenquist did drop a lap, and that's the sound of the number six Chevrolet leaving. No repairs made to that car, just a new set of tires. They were taking particular care to evaluate the right rear suspension of the number six Chevy, but everything appeared to check out. They released Felix Rosenquist back out on the, to the track. One other strategy play of note, Meyer Shank Racing called in Connor Daly. They took him off the primary reds that he started on, and it's a set of sticker black tires now for Connor Daly, who started at 
at the back of the field, subbing for Simon Paginot. Yeah, so an interesting call early on by Connor to make that switch, Davey, and his crew. Yeah, it really was, and, and why not? You, 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 he's in the back. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, I think the situation there is, is they feel like maybe those tires aren't going to make it through the full stint. As Rosenquist is in, they're checking his car out, and, and uh, the tear-off comes off that windscreen, so that's good. But back to Connor, you know, he's just trying to get laps for these guys. He's going to finish the best he can, just try some different things. He's in the back of the field. Matter of fact, he's he only gave up one position by being able to do that. Yeah, and again, Davey, uh, let, let's face it, uh, a pretty good run by Connor. Uh, to be able to get that thing uh, at 12th quick in the morning warm-up. Uh, first time he's been in the car all weekend. Green flag flies at the restart on that short front straightaway. And Colton Herta with a clean restart. He's got Ray Hall, Kirkwood, Pelot, and Christian Lundgaard, the top five in tow as he heads toward the keyhole. And a good battle further back as we see him dicing it up. That's around the sixth or seventh position. It was David Malukas trying to get around Scott McLaughlin. But it is Colton Herta who leads them out of the keyhole for the first time at speed, followed by Ray Hall, Kirkwood, and Alex Pillow. The front four headed to turn four. Colton Herta has about a two-car length advantage over second place running Graham Ray Hall. Ray Hall thought to look to the inside. Thinks better of it. Tucks in behind Colton Herta. Then it's Kyle Kirkwood right there. Alex Pillow, Christian Lundgaard, your top five. Further back, Alexander Rossi. Battling with Roman Grosjean. Everybody single file through six. And they maintain single file one through five. But then all of a sudden it's Lungard trying to make a move on Polo. Not able to do it. A little bit further back. Pretty good battle. Rossi and Newgarden. That's the battle for 12th as everybody now sets sail into turn number 10. That all started actually back at the top of the heat. Keyhole between Roman Grosjean and Alexander Rossi. Rossi went right wide and Grosjean was able to pick up that spot. So to recap all of that for you now. Move Grosjean into the 11th position, put Alexander Rossi 12th, and Joseph Newgarten has the 13th spot. Back up front toward turn number two. Herta, Ray Hall, Kirkwood, Pillow, and Lungard, the top five. Kyle Kirkwood starting to put the pressure on Graham Rahal, but Rahal is right up underneath the rear wing of Colton Herta. Kirkwood inches forward as well. Those front three have streaked away by just a couple car lengths on Alex Below, but it's Colton Herta. Still your race leader into turn three. Graham Rahal tried to look to the inside of Colton Herta last time by. We'll just tuck in behind that rear wing. Car to half and a length advantage for Colton Herta over Graham Rahal. Then another car length and a half back to Kyle Kirkwood. Alex Below there. Christian Lundgaard, they're your top five. After a frantic first lap with that incident in this area between Erickson and as well Rosenquist, things now settling down just a little bit. Leader Colton Herta, five car length advantage over Graham Rahal. It is the Honda Indy 200, Davey, and so far Honda flexing their muscle. They have eight of the top ten cars. Yeah, how about that? Pretty impressive with Honda right now. They swept the top uh, five spots going into this race. Seems like they're holding on. As you said, Dixon's moved into that sixth spot, uh, making it Honda. Only first Chevrolet's McLaughlin in seventh. Honda again, then power, then two more Hondas. So Honda is strong here at Mid-Ohio. Uh, Colton Herndon knows Graham Rahal is there, Nick Yo, but I don't know that he's in position to make a move just yet. It all depends, I guess, on who breaks later. No, but I certainly wouldn't say that Colton Herta is pulling away. In fact, it's uh, just two car lengths. Herta got a nice run, nice charge out of the keyhole as they go side by side towards the back of the field. Those front two, though, Michael, have pulled away a little bit from Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah, they've checked out about eight car lengths. There's Colton Herta, Graham Rahal, three car length advantage now for Colton Herta. Then another six car lengths back to third place running Kyle Kirkwood. The top five strung out together. 
Colton Herta leads him into turn number six. And again, single file goes the field coming into this view in turn number six. Two of them that appear to be on the move, talking about those that started towards the back. Devlin DeFrancesco, Pala O'Ward. They've worked their way now inside of the top 20, despite starting much lower than that. But the leader's now already through the S's. Yeah, Pala O'Ward is really on a run, Davey Hamilton. He's already worked himself into the 19th position, just worked his way around Stingray Rob. Yeah, he went by Rob and Cantapino, both made up two spots right there. Good job. He's coming on. I mean, he's hungry. Rob was able to follow him through and get by Cantapino and Eilat as well. So now it's DeFrancesco. They catch Renevis in front of him that he's got a target on, and they're all close together, so he's going to try to make quick work of them. McLaughlin, uh, McLaughlin and Malukas a good battle, Nick Yoma. That's a battle for seventh. It is for seventh. Is uh, I think David Malukas is holding up a pair of Penske cars exiting the keyhole. It's Scott McLaughlin about three car lengths back. And then that red and black Verizon Chevrolet looking strong as well. Will Power. It's a good battle, Michael, further back. Evan, eighth and ninth. Will Power wants the eighth position away from his teammate, Scott McLaughlin. He'll talk underneath that rear wing. Now McLaughlin will check out from Power. Gets about two car lengths. Seventh, eighth, and ninth. They make their way down the hill. And they work their way now setting up for turn number six. McLaughlin, Power just behind him. They work through now single file in the S's. Everybody making sure they don't get too wide. McLaughlin got a little bit wide off the exit of turn number six. Leaders already through the S's setting up for turn number ten. And speaking of McLaughlin, Davey, he's been told to give up a position for blocking David Malukas going into turn number three. Well, and that was the pass we've seen when Malukas finally got by him that next lap, but you've seen the previous lap. You only make one move to defend your position, and uh, so Malukas went to driver right of McLaughlin, and he moved right. And then so Malukas said, oh, I'll go this way then. And then McLaughlin came back. Can't do that, Mark. Once you make a move, you have to stick with it and let the guy behind you have the, have the other lane. Six-tenths the advantage for Colton Herta. He's not able to pull away just yet on Graham Rahal, Michael Young. But everybody's strung out, Mark. It's about three car lengths between our leader, Colton Herta, Graham Rahal. Four car lengths back to Kyle Kirkwood. Then two back to Alex Pillow. Another three back to fifth place running Christian Lundgaard. Scott Dixon lurking there in that sixth position. Yeah, right now, as you had mentioned, Michael, pretty evenly spaced when you go one through about eight or nine. So this is the point in the race probably where everybody also trying to figure out where those tires are. Keep in mind, Alex Pillow running fourth. That's the highest runner among those that started on the primary black tire. Uh, ten laps complete next time by your top ten. Colton Herta, Graham Rahal, Kyle Kirkwood, Alex Below, and Christian Ludgard. Sixth is Dixon, seventh Malukas, eighth McLaughlin, ninth is Power. Jack Harvey is tenth at the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. Yeah, I mean, we signed uh, a two-year deal with Dale, so it was coming to an end in, in this season, and we haven't had talks of renewing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, our future definitely lies elsewhere going into the into the next couple of years. But, uh, I mean, overall, I, I mean, I still love this team, and we're going to keep pushing hard all the way until the end and try to get some good results. It seems like we finally found a car for road courses, so I think going into the end of the season, it's going to be a good push. Seventh place running David Malukas, Davey Hamilton, telling the Indianapolis Star this weekend that he is moving on from Dale Coyne Racing at the end of the season. Yeah, pretty interesting, isn't that? I mean, already seems to have it in place that he's uh, he's going somewhere different, and uh, who knows who that is? Like, we all have our ideas, but until they announce it, you never know. And with his dad being part owner of that team, um, man, you really thought he's going to be there a while, uh, but but that's going to change. But right now, look at the look at this ch uh, challenge for the lead right now, with Graham Rahal. Yeah, and Graham Rahal got a good run into the keyhole, Michael Young, and he is right there in the rear in the tire tracks at the rear of Colton Herta. 
How late will he break into turn number four? He's about four car lengths behind Colton Herta. They will climb the hill into turn number five. Better battle right now as Alex Pelos starting to close it on that rear wing of Kyle Kirkwood. Jake, here they come down the hill to six. So two good battles in the front. That of the lead, Herta with Rahal just behind him. That of second, Kyle Kirkwood with Pelos in pursuit of it. They right now evenly spaced, call it four car lengths between each first, second, third, and fourth. So it's Herta, Rahal, Kirkwood, Pillow, and Lundgaard, the top five. Dixon, Malukas, McLaughlin, Power, and Harvey, the top ten. Keeping your eye on the hard-charging Pottle Award. He is up to the 15th position now. And whatever Graham Rahal had, it seemed to me he's kind of lost a pace a bit, Nick Gilman. He's fallen back to almost a full second behind. Uh, Graham Rahal's fallen a full second behind Colton Herta. I think, Mark, that's the result of a failed pass attempt. He had a great run down here into the keyhole a lap ago. Got to the inside, but I think had to jump out of the throttle, maybe even hit the brakes to avoid running into Colton Herta. But you mentioned Pato Award just picked off another one, Mark. He just got around Renas VK. Pato is passing cars every single lap. Pretty impressive for that young Mexican driver. He is up to 14th now with 13 laps complete. Herta, Ray Hall, Kirkwood, Pelot with Lundgaard, the top five. Time now to check in on pit lane with a race engineer. Here's Ryan with the 8PD Engineering Update. I'll tell you what, Ryan, hold on to that now. We want to go to Alex Wolf real quick. And real quick, we're going to try to get a word with Marcus Erickson. As he's talking on the timing stand, one of his crew members. And Marcus, what was your perspective on what happened on the start? Uh, yeah, I did a good start. And then, you know, into six, I was fighting for position. I just understeered into, into turn six, uh, into Felix. And obviously, I feel bad for, for ruining his day. And... Uh, and obviously for, for the 8th crew, you know, um, so yeah, disappointing, so, disappointing day for us. They're still working hard on Do you think you're going to be able to get back out and get uh, laps and maybe try to gain points? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's quite a lot of damage, but yeah, we'll see. That's Marcus Erickson as he climbs back up on the timing stand. Now let's go back to Ryan Marie with that HPD update. And is the Honda... Indy 200, so of course a very important event for Honda at HPD. Wayne Gross is the director of trackside support for HPD. A lot of folks wearing Honda badges here walking around the paddock. This is a special event for Honda, correct? Yeah, absolutely. In many ways, it's almost like a homecoming for us, right? A lot of family and friends of Honda in the paddock itself. And uh, here to be back here in Mid-Ohio, uh, we had a great strong run in qualifying locking out the fast six and that's eight of nine pulls so far so just full credit to hpd and everyone in honda and uh yeah hope to have a good race today how important is it to perform so close to uh, a big manufacturing facility for the honda brand yeah very good it's good to come out and show what honda can do right in a competitive and challenging spirit and uh yeah it's great to have everyone out here cheering us on and hopefully we uh, bring him win today best of luck thank you that's wayne gross manager of trackside support for hpd and the hpd engineering update it's back down to a half a second and uh the colton heard him on the uh Radio to the guys in the pit box talking about how those uh, alternate tires are performing as we speak. Starting to build a little bit of drop off from the tires. Copy. 13 complete plus one to the rear. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep saving the tires. Uh, that's Rob Edwards on the call now. It's down to four tenths of a second. Now five tenths of a second. Michael Young off at turn number three. But is Graham Rahal's tire starting to go away as well? Both of them on the red, so too Kyle Kirkwood, Alex Pelot, Christian Ludgard. They're your top five. The closest battle, Alex Pelot, two car lengths behind Kyle Kirkwood. He'll close it down to one as Colton Herter makes his way three car lengths over our second place running Rahal. And Christian Ludgard has a really good view, Michael, of that battle you're talking about for a second between Kirkwood trying to hold off Alex Pelot. Ludgard is right there watching all of it. 
but the leader is Colton Herta, about a three-car length advantage over Graham Rahal, then about eight back before you get to Kyle Kirkwood. Uh, Scott Dixon trying to keep pace with those five. David Malukas runs in the seventh position behind him. Then it's Scott McLaughlin, then it's Will Power, then it's Jack Harvey. Back to the straightaway, again, just 1,200 feet in length. He climbs back into the funnel after wooing it up ever so slightly now. The climb to that first shelf and then on up to the keyhole in front of Nick Yeoman. Graham Rahal is just about a car length behind, right in the tire tracks, kind of stalking Colton Herta. They're starting to pull away from third place running Kyle Kirkwood. In fact, Kirkwood's got his hands full. Championship leader Alex Pillow. Pillow's got a nice run. Michael, we're going to have a battle for third as they head to you in turn four. They're through turn three. Alex Pillow will pop to the outside of Kyle Kirkwood. They're side by side into turn number four. Kirkwood still has a position. He will get back around Alex Pillow and hold him off. So Alex Pillow still on the charge. Jake, he's right after him. Battle for third to you and six. It literally looks like he is pushing Kyle Kirkwood as they exit turn number six. Alex Pillow is right there. Loongard is now right there as well. Keep in mind, Alex Pillow, primary black tires. Kyle Kirkwood, the softer compound red tires. Could Pillow just be waiting to pounce? And Davey, he is throwing everything at Kyle Kirkwood. And Kyle Kirkwood <laughs> is not wavering. Yeah, he's not wavering, but right now, he Plo knows he needs to keep putting pressure on him because he does have those red sidewall softer tires we just talked about, and and they're wearing out. They're getting slower. The leader's already talked about it. Kirkwood, obviously, is feeling that, those effects as well, but Pillow, that black tire, the standard tire, it just keeps speed up as we see our first pit stop. It looks like Pato Award coming in for a pit stop. Yeah, he needs to come in for a pit stop. I mean, he was flat-throwing it around the racetrack, and he has worked his way all the way up to the 12th position. Meanwhile, a little further back... Nick, I know they're leaving your view, but Lucas McLaughlin, pretty good battle. That's one for seven. I mean, they are going to roar underneath the flag stand, Michael, and I see McLaughlin popping to the inside. Yeah, Scott McLaughlin will battle with David Malukas. Of course, there was a battle earlier, about ten laps ago. That time, Scott McLaughlin will make it look easy. He will pass David Malukas, move McLaughlin up a position. So that means McLaughlin gets back the position to which he was penalized because he was charged with blocking David Malukas. But uh, put Scott McLaughlin out of seventh. Malukas falls to eight. 17 laps complete. Davey, your top ten. Herta, Ray Hall, Kirkwood, Below, and Ludgard. Dixon, McLaughlin, Malukas, Power, and Jack Harvey, the top ten. Those guys on the alternates probably starting to feel that a little bit, huh? Yeah, definitely feel that. You can tell by the lap times. They're definitely falling off. We've seen Pato Award, you know, as soon as that pit window opened, he tried. To, he got in and put those other tires on, put the black tires on. And what he has now is clean racetrack, Mark. That undercut may help him later on because obviously his car's good and he's making up a lot of time. We'll see when this first stop cycles around how much more, how many more positions Pado Ward can gain. We know he was in 14th. We'll see how it all cycles out. Uh, Kirkwood, i tell you, uh, he has got company. It's below Lungard Dixon all running behind him. Michael Young side by side into turn number four. Alex Pillow tries to outbreak Kyle Kirkwood. Kirkwood will spin. The two nearly touch, and Kyle Kirkwood will spin. We have a local yellow here in turn number four. Kyle Kirkwood will get back underway, but Mark, he'll lose about six to seven positions. And Christian Lungard was able to get around that, but he had to also get in the brakes a little bit to avoid contact. That allowed Pillow to set sail. So Alex Pillow now in third and healthy in front of Christian Lungard. I will say this, Davey. It could have been much worse for Kyle Kirkwood, a great piece of drive because he held on to it and he only tumbled to the ninth position. 
Yeah, that's right. That was definitely Kirkwood needed to just let him go. The pass was made. Uh, he had a good pass on him, but Kirkwood just tried to defend it too much on tires that just couldn't hang on. Cost himself from going, sort of being in fourth place. Like you said, he's in ninth. They lost five positions. Could have been way, way worse. But now, with those tires spun like that, they're even going to be slower because he was on the gas, smoking those tires, wearing them out even more. Uh, to pit road to Joel. It could have been a whole lot worse. They asked him over the radio, did you flat spot your tires? He said no. The team had a set of blacks over the wall. They just pulled him back in. They're going to try to leave Kyle Kirkwood out for at least two more laps. AD, you're looking at the replay right now as we speak of the contact between Pillow and Kirkwood. Yeah, Kirkwood is just really all on him, honestly. You know, I hate to say Kirkwood had such good run. We, we've, you know, had him pick two to potentially win this race. But when Pillow is that much faster on the black tires and just really outdrove, his, he, he went in the corner and just, uh, he should have just gave it up and let him go and, and, and fought for another day. But sometimes, you know, you're young, you're hungry, you don't want to give up any spots. But Kirkwood, uh, if he would have let that one go, it would have been better for everybody. Uh, it was Lundgaard, Dixon, McLaughlin, Power, and Malukas, Davey. They all made it around Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah, all, you know, very fortunate. Happened right in the middle of the racetrack. Kirkwood was spinning in between that four and five area. Not a lot of room there, but everybody was, uh, you know, coherent behind him and seen what was going on and made it by as we see another car peeling off on pit lane right now. So that window is definitely open. It's one of the Bittenauer cars coming in for their first stop as well. Yeah, that looks like the car of Renus VK that's coming to pit road for service from his crew. So we've got Colton Herta, Graham Rahal, Alex Below, Lundgaard, and Dixon, the top five. McLaughlin, Power, Malukas, Kirkwood, and Harvey, the top ten. Go ahead and give me a full field rundown here. 11th at Grosjean, 12th is Rossi, 13th Newgarden, 14th Hunter Ray, 15th Armstrong, 16th is Francesco, 17th is Eilat, 18th is Castro Nevis, 19th is Rob, 20th Canapino, 21st is Peterson, 22nd is Daly, 23rd is O'Ward, 24th is Rita's VK, and 25th is Santino Perucci. Showed a lap down in 26th is uh, Felix Rosenquist. Marcus Erickson shown at 27th. We talked to him to try to make repairs to the car. He is currently 18 laps down. Devlin DeFrancesco was plus 8 on the day. Connor Daly is plus 5, subbing uh, for Simon Pagino. David Malukas plus 4. Grosjean plus 3. And Hunter Ray plus 3. Davey Connor Daly currently in the 22nd position. I think he's doing everything Meyer Shank Racing could expect him to do at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Good good position right now. He's behind Peterson and ahead of Award. He's with some good guys. He's just kind of continuing to fill his car. All he wants to do is he's coming in pit lane right now. He's just finished. Kyle Kirkwood's on pit road, Joel. Kyle Kirkwood is going off of reds and onto blacks. He told his team after that spin, I think there was something wrong with these tires. He's out with no adjustments. Uh, this report from the pits brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. And uh, pit stops underway. Kyle Kirkwood makes his way back out onto the course. And uh, Nick Yeoman, I believe that's Pato Award that sails around him. Award last stop on lap 17. It is. So keep that in the back pocket because Pato, one of the first to pit, he's been out there with clean track and just making, quite honestly, Michael Young qualifying laps. He's going to cycle his way and leapfrog a lot of drivers with this type of strategy. Pato looks pretty quick. Yeah, Benjamin Peterson and Connor Daly are running right ahead of Pato Award, and each time he comes by, he'll click off another second or so. So as you said, Jake Query, keep an eye on Pato Award. He's really going to fall in once everybody cycles through their pit stops. Yeah, 
Auto Award now exiting turn number six. Then you wait just a little bit, and then it's Kyle Kirkwood who is getting his car back up to speed after rejoining the fray. And uh, we are seeing Ryan Hunter Ray make his way onto pit road. Also looks like the uh, PPG machine of Joseph Newgarden. He is coming to the attention of his crew. Joseph Newgarden Davies kind of been mired back there at about 13th or 14th today. Yeah, he really – now, well, this is going to be interesting right now because he's got the reds off and he's got some standard blacks on trying to make up some time. Surprised that a few more teams did try to do the undercut that Pato Award did, and including Ray Hall. You know, you kind of want to do what the leader does, but right now Ray Hall would be nice for him to make up some time because behind him is Polo. Polo is making up time, catching up to the back of Ray Hall. He's, matter of fact, last lap around, he ran a 1097. Both leaders ran a 110.6, so basically one second quicker for Plo than Herta and Rahal. Uh, so uh, Colton Herta makes his way onto that short front straightaway now, and he sees Rahal the second behind, but it's five tenths back to Alex Plo. Now it drops to nine tenths as the leaders exit turn number one and head to Nick Hilden. Yeah, definitely looks like Alex Pelot is not only catching second place running Graham Rahal, he's catching the leader as well. In fact, they're evenly separated by about a car length or two, leaving the keyhole. Man on the move, Michael, is no doubt our points leader, Alex Pelot, trying to catch Graham Rahal. Does it look like he'll get him this time through? But let's go down to pit lane and cover the stop of Ramon Grosjean. Ramon Grosjean comes in off of reds and onto blacks. Two turns of front wing. He's out in 8.3 seconds. Meanwhile, down towards turn number six, the leader is Colton Herta, but he has right behind him, nose to tail, Graham Rahal and Alex Pillow. Mark, there is no doubt about the fact that Alex Pillow and those black tires might still have a little more grip, a little more speed. It's Graham Rahal right now that he's got in his crosshair. Yeah, and I, Graham Rahal uh, probably hanging on for dear life right now. As we mentioned, the difference in those uh, compounds are uh, really showing now. As Colton Herta has been able to hold that lead at eight to nine-tenths of a second over Graham Rahal. Uh, the first two decide not to come to pit road. Alex Pillow is in hot pursuit as they cross the start finish line. 24 laps complete. Nick Yeoman, top five. Herta, Rahal, Pillow, Lundgaard, and Scott Dixon. And those front three are so close to each other that it's going to take a slight bobble on pit lane, and you could go from first to third. When will those three peel off onto pit lane? It's not this lap. Colton Herta by two car lengths over Graham Rahal. Another three back to Alex Pillow. Well, Pato Award trying to make up time. Had a tough time getting around Benjamin Peterson this time through the S's. So for Colton Herta, two car lengths over Graham Rahal. Then it's Alex Pillow. Pillow just riding around right now. Looked like he was going to threaten for that second position, but a nice battle shaping up again for the fourth position. It's Loongard and Scott Dixon. Great battles all across the top five, Jake Query. Loongard's car is that bright almost highlighter green, and that's a good thing because by the time the front three have gone past, you almost forget about it before Loongard comes into view. So the front three have separated Herta, Ray Hall, and Polo. And we've got to keep an eye, Nick Yeoman, back further in the field. We've got Newgarden, Kirkwood, and VK. Those guys battling it out, but they've already stopped, but that is the battle around the 19th position. Yeah, there's a lot of good battle. Alexander Rossi just got around Graham Ray Hall a lap or two ago when Roman Grosjean came out of the pits on cold tires. He got swamped by a handful of drivers. So, uh, Mark, it is fascinating watching these drivers leave pit lane on those cold tires. And, Davey, it's all going to be about when and where these drivers decide to stop and these teams decide to stop. There's a lot of teams now through lap number 25 who've yet to come to pit road. In fact, the top 14 have yet to stop. 
Yeah, the top 14 yet to stop, and that's going to be the difference. Where's it all going to cycle out? And some of these drivers like Pato Ward, that's the one we're going to keep the eye on the most. Now, you know, Connor Daly, he pitted early on. He's going to have to pit again here pretty soon, same with Peterson. But right now, that top 14, they're going to start cycling in here really soon, as I think Pato Ward's already cycled up to 12. Elio Castro Nevis, Stingray Rob among those on the pit road as we have completed 25 laps now. So Herta, Ray Hall, Palo, Lundgaard, Dixon, the top five. McLaughlin, Power, and Belucas, Armstrong, and Francesco, the top ten. So, Davey, as these alternates start to wear, where do you start feeling it the most if you're a driver? Well, you know, it's going to, it's going to be in all the higher the speed corner is the most, where you feel it the most. And they just lose grip in those high speed corners. You got to slow down. But then, if you start wearing those fronts out, it's almost everywhere, Mark. Every corner you go to, the front just won't carve the corner. You have to lift off of it. And we see right now, Colton hurt his tires. I mean, I think they're really wore out. I think Graham's better on the reds than Colton is. Means Graham's caught right back up to Colton. But look behind them with Plo. I mean, he is on their bumper right now. Yeah, the front three starting to, to gain uh, some, uh, 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 start starting to tighten up, I should say. Not gain measure of separation, Michael Young. You'll see them pretty close together as they head to turn four. And all of them about separated by three car lanes. I think everyone content right now to ride this first stint out without making any more passes. Really thought Pelot, Jake, was going to make a move, but he's about three car lengths behind second place running Ray Hall. Got to wonder if Pelot just thought to himself, you know what, right now the best thing for me, I've got a huge points lead. It's early in the race. Let me sit back, kind of see where things fall into place for me right now because he sits and watches Herta and Ray Hall in front of him. Uh, David Malukas has been battling it out of the top ten all throughout the course of the afternoon. We just saw David Malukas. Uh, he came to pit road for tires and fuel. So Alex Wolf had told us that the, it looked as though Colton Herta was prepped to head to pit road. He does so. Graham Rahal, oddly enough, decides to stay out. And we'll see how the pursuit goes of uh, Alex Pelot now as he's going after Graham Rahal as he is on the primaries and Rahal is on the alternates. Meanwhile, let's check in with the leader who's in front of Alex Wolf. They said it'll just need five to six seconds worth of fuel. The alternate reds go off. The primary blacks go on. We watch for a front wing adjustment. We wait, we wait. They make about a half turn adjustment. Gets out of the pits. 7.62 seconds for Firestone rubber and shell fuel for Colton Herta. And it's all about where he comes back out onto the racetrack. And for all intents and purposes, uh, Dick Yeoman, it looks like for now he's coming out all by his lonesome. All by himself as he heads uh, into the keyhole. We see Pato Award as we've been kind of tracking that strategy. Pato is about 20 car lengths back. So, Mark, going to be fascinating to see how quickly Colton Herta can get up to speed and maybe build a gap on those other drivers that haven't pitted yet. Jake, has Alex Below been able to catch Graham Rahal? He has been able to get within sight of him, but not able to get right on the rear wing. So Graham Rahal maintains a lead over Alex Pillow. We'll call it two car lengths. But again, Pelot might be waiting to find out exactly whether or not Ray Hall's going to pit or whether or not that that red rubber is going to last for him. And it is time for Graham Ray Hall to bring that fifth third machine to pit road, and Joe Sebastianelli will welcome him to pit road. When Ray Hall saw, heard his team laid out, they told him, let's get one good lamp. Is it good enough? Oh, this is not a great pit stop. A slight delay on fuel. It's about a 10-second stop for Ray Hall out on red, or excuse me, off of reds and out on blacks. And a couple of others we see coming on and off pit road getting some service. We see Colton and Herta now coming down the front straightaway. Question is, where is he going to cycle back in? Talking about Graham Ray Hall in relationship to Colton Herta. They'll come off side by side as they head up the hill, uh, Nick Yeoman. Graham Ray Hall stays to driver's left. Colton Herta's got the fresher tires, and he's got the speed. He'll clear Graham Ray Hall 
Ray Hall might lose another spot. Here comes Pato Award. He is all over the rear wing. He's going to look to the inside. Pato trying to get a good ground Graham into turn number three. Boy, Pato Award has been on the charge ever since he went to the blacks. He'll look to the inside. Of course, Graham Ray Hall has those fresh tires trying to get him up to death. They're side by side into turn number four. Pato Award will easily get around Graham Ray Hall. Now he sets his sights on Colton Herta. So this is technically the battle for seventh. Award just just dispatched Ray Hall for that and as you had mentioned, it is next Colton Herta that he's going to try to reel in, but keep in mind, Herta is already up to speed, and so he's got about a five car length advantage. Alex Below is on pit road and Alex Wolf is there. And he goes off of the Firestone Blacks onto the Reds. They fill it with shell fuel. He's down and away right behind him. Going on to the primary Blacks is Christian Lungard for Ray Hall, Lerman, Lanigan Racing. Couple of clean steps up here towards the front of the pit lane. Updates of Pit Road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. Uh, Alex Pelot is able to make a strong move. Uh, Nick Yeoman, as you see him first, come to the keyhole. Great pit stops, not only for Alex Pelot, but for the 45 machine of Christian Lungard. They are ahead of Colton Herta, although Lungard's not going to be able to keep that spot. Colton Herta swings to the inside, but Michael, they're all looking at the rear wing of our championship leader, Alex Pelot. Pelot at the 500-foot marker, entering turn number four, and that's where they are right now, and Pottawa Ward's not done yet. He'll get around Christian Lungard, so move Pottawa Ward up another position as he's dogging that rear wing of Colton Herta. Alex Pelot, he's out front about seven car lengths. And keep in mind, this is for the de facto lead. Technically, Dixon and Power running 1-2, but, Mark, they're going to have to come to pit road, and that then will give Pelot the lead. And uh, Ryan Marine is there. Scott Dixon did inherit the lead, running long on that opening stint. He had the black tires to start, just transitioned over to the red. Scott Dixon down and away, quick stop by the PNC Bank crew. And Will Power is pitting just behind them now, and uh, let's see where they're going to cycle back in as they exit pit road now. There goes Alex Below. Where are Dixon and Power going to cycle back into this fray, uh, Dick Yeoman? They're going to come out ahead of Colton Herta for now, but Herta's going to look to the outside first of Will Power. He's got the better rubber, and he'll get to the outside of Will Power and make that pass. Now the Gamebridge McCarr will accelerate out of the keyhole. He'll try to set up Scott Dixon. Dixon Michael on brand-new Firestone tires. And he's a sitting duck as Colton Herter works his way to the outside. The battle for the lead. He'll get around Scott Dixon. Now Will Power trying to get his tires up to temperature. He's got Pottawa Ward all over his rear wing. Pottawa Ward will look to the outside. Back to the inside. That's the battle for third. And again, Pottawa Ward is all over Will Power into turn number six, but Power is going to be able to hold him off through the S's as they work their way now through turn seven and eight. The leader setting sail away from him, Alex Polo over Colton Herta. Quick update from Alex Wolf on pit road. And when Pato Award was coming up on Will Power exiting the pit lane, he was told by the timing stand that the 12 car was leaving. They said, be smart with the overtake. You know what to do. This report for the pit brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. 31 laps complete. Your top 10. Pelo, Herta, Dixon, Power Award, Lundgaard, Rahal, McLaughlin, Rossi, and Malukas at the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. Thanks to McAllister's Deli for providing lunch to IndyCar Radio today. Has a fresh new app and bigger, better, sweeter rewards. Talking 10 points for every dollar. Free tea and sign up. It's just because free tea. The best part, you choose when and where to use your points. Download the McAllister's app, sign up, and start earning today. Learn more at McAllister'sDeli.com slash rewards. 33 laps complete. Your top 10, Alex Below, Colton Herta, Scott Dixon, Pottle Award. 
will power the top five. Then Lundgaard, Rahal, McLaughlin, Rossi, and Malukas top ten. Indy next by Firestone Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio. What an interesting day it was, Nick Yeoman. Yeah, we had a really good race, Mark. Uh, the front four were really magnets all day long. We're talking about uh, Christian Rasmussen, Louis Foster, Kiffin Simpson, and Hunter McElray. Big development. About midway point of the race, uh, Nolan Siegel, the points leader, who had a comfortable margin coming in, made a mistake heading to the carousel, spun and brought out a late caution flag. Good battle, though, for the race win. Christian Rasmussen had it. His handling of his car started to go away, and Louis Foster made a spectacular pass down into turn number four where he lit up his Firestone tires. It's the first career win for Louis Foster in Indian X by Firestone. And afterwards, Alex Wolf talked to him in victory lane. The first win in Indian X by Firestone competition for Louis Foster. And Louis seemed to be sizing up Christian Rasmussen all throughout that race. And take us through that pass. It looked like you just went for it there on the back stretch. Yeah, I mean, all race Christian was breaking quite early there. I noticed it um, at the start especially. So, um... Yeah, I just made use of it. I mean, I went to the outside. I was, I had a marker where I was going to break, and I knew that I could stop the car if I stopped, if I break there. And um, I broke there, and he broke early. Uh, so I managed to get it around the outside. Not as clean as I'd have liked it to be. That lockup could have costed us the race. Was struggling with that towards the end, and really having to manage that. Um, but we made it work. I think a few more laps, and Kiffin would have been quite, quite uh, close to me. So, yeah, I was lucky that it ended, but super happy that we won. Super happy that you won in that late race caution, the restart. How focused were you those final laps with nobody in front of you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us as a team this year has been restarts. We've been struggling quite a lot on restarts. So I was really concentrating on keeping my tires up to temperature, and I think that allowed me to get a good jump on everyone else. And um, I was quite um, uh, thinking quite a lot where I wanted to go, and I think I went at the right time. I think Christian expected me to go a bit earlier, and he got on the power and then had to check up, and then I went after he checked up. So just little things like that, really. Now with the first win in the bag, a couple of weeks now, you head to the short oval at Iowa Speedway. What do you think about that end for the bull ring? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, again, this will be, I'm still new to ovals, very new to it, new, new to them. So, um, yeah, just going to try and learn as much as I can and take a, whatever result we can get. So, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Well, a great run out there today. Congratulations. Thank you. Louis Foster, winner of the Indian X by Firestone Grand Prix here in Mid-Ohio. It was the first win of the season for Andretti Autosport in Indy next. Kiffin Simpson rallied to get to second. Christian Rasmussen finished third. And with that third-place finish mark and the struggles for Nolan Siegel, it tightened the championship uh, point lead up. Uh, the 40-point advantage for Nolan Siegel now down just to 17 over Christian Rasmussen and a lot of other drivers creeping into the mix. Uh, the Indy next by Firestone will not go to Toronto, so their next race will be on the bull ring. We're looking forward to that at Iowa Speedway here in three weeks. Fun to call it today. Look forward to calling it in Iowa in a few weeks for sure. Davey Hamilton, uh, we have seen uh, the uh, marked difference, I think, when you're talking about the primaries. We saw a couple of passes made after pit stops. And uh, we talked about it off the top, the difference between the alternates and the primaries and how much quicker those alternates heat up. Some of those guys that were on the new primaries just does not have enough heat in those tires to hold the positions up against those guys that already had a couple of laps or maybe 10 laps on their primaries. That's exactly right. Now, the advantage right now is, honestly, it's it's Herta and Pato Award. And how about that with Pato Award doing that undercut? That really worked for those guys. Now, he's going to have to pit sooner. He, he last pit on lap 17 where Polo and... It was on 29, heard at 27, Dixon 30. So we'll see him in momentarily cycle back, but he's still in that cycle, still good. But what's going to happen is they're going to catch uh, Palo and Dixon and Power on their reds right now. They're good right now, but as this run goes, they're going to slow down those reds. The blacks are going to catch up now. Here's one other thing. 
they could run a little shorter on fuel. They should only have to go 22 laps in that area and still be able to make it then on the final stint and have black tires to do it. Well, speaking of that pit strategy for Pato Award, I think Alex Wolf has more on that. Alex? And actually, with uh, Alex Pillow, Barry Wanzer on the timing stand about four laps ago, said to him, 32 laps complete. Want to make it about 20 more laps on these reds. So for Alex Pillow, the race leader right now in the 10 car for Chip Ganassi Racing, look for him somewhere around lap 52 under ideal conditions to make what should be his final stop of the Honda Indy 200. I saw a big lockup up in the keyhole, Davey. Close quarters racing between ninth place yeah. running Alexander Rossi and David Malukas. Yeah, they were obviously... Tight, tight. Uh, Rossi locked his tires up a little bit between those two. He's he's trying to keep Malukas back, but Malukas is having a good run right now. He fell back a few seconds. That slowed him down with that lockup. But uh, Rossi right now sitting in that, where is he, at ninth position. Malukas in tenth. Great, great run for both those guys. Uh, but, you know, there's some really good racing towards the back of the field. You got Kirkwood, Grosjean, Hunter Ray. They're all, or I'm sorry, VK as well, all fighting out for that 15th, 16th, 17th position. Yeah, Kyle Kirkwood trying to minimize the damage Davey had. He was uh, in, yeah. in contention for perhaps a podium finish today. Uh, he was able to spin, gather it back in and keep it going, but he's been mired back in 16th since. Yeah, as we talked about, he only lost five positions. But what happened there, Mark, is he spun those tires. He's on the gas. There's smoke coming off of him. You get him super hot. And then you take off again. They're just never the same. They already kind of wore out. He, he tried, had to survive for a few more laps before his pit window opened. And unfortunately, just lost so much time. And it doesn't look like they probably had the best pit stop either because here's a guy running third place, contention to win the race, makes one mistake trying to hold the guy back. And who is he trying to hold back? Pelot, the leader of this race. If he just would have followed in behind him, you never know. He should be in that top three or four right now. Uh, speaking of Alex Pelot, Davey, a lead of eight. Point two seconds over Colton Herta. This kid's leading a charmed existence of late. Yeah, well, not only that, you want to see something else that's pretty impressive. Not only in point championship, 113. Who yeah. moves to second place in points? His teammate Scott Dixon. It was his teammate Erickson, but after that first lap incident when Rosaquist took him out, uh, Dixon moves up three in the points. It was the end just right now, but a 113 point lead for Plo if the race was to end right now. Uh, so, uh, 39 laps complete next time by uh, the eight to be contested today. Polo, Herta, Dixon, Award, Power, the top five. Lundgaard is sixth, seventh, Ray Hall, eighth, McLaughlin, ninth, Rossi, tenth, Malukas, eleventh, Armstrong, twelfth, DeFrancesco, thirteenth, Harvey, fourteenth, Newgarden, fifteenth, BK. Kirkwood is sixteenth, Grosjean, seventeenth, Hunter Ray is eighteenth, nineteenth, Eilat, twentieth, Ferrucci, twenty-first, Castro Nevis, twenty-second, Canapino, Twenty-third, Daly. Twenty-fourth, Rob. Twenty-fifth is Benjamin Peterson. Felix Rosenquist, twenty-sixth, with a lap down. Marcus Erickson now shown as thirty-seven laps down. There have been four leaders, four lead changes. Hurtis led twenty-six. Below has led ten. Dixon's led a couple. Ray Hall led, has led one. Big movers on the day. Pato Award plus twenty-one. Di Francesco plus twelve. Armstrong plus seven. Ferrucci plus six. And Rossi is plus four at the Honda Indy two hundred at Mid Ohio. Hey, race fans, the 107th and the 500 is in the books, and now you can own your very own audio copy. Go to IMS.com and search for historical race broadcast. This year's race and other classics from almost 75 years of our radio archives are available to purchase. Again, go to IMS.com to own a piece of radio history. 41 laps complete. Below has a 7.5 second lead over Colton Herta and, uh, and Davey. Uh, Alex Below again on rails. And uh, I, I guess you're at a point in the race where if you're Colton Herta, 
Uh, Rob Edwards doing all he can to tell him, remind him, hey, there's there's 39 laps to go. Anything yeah. can happen. Just hit your marks. Well, and here, here's the thing, too. Right now, with advantage for Colton Hurd is Pelot is behind Peterson, and Peterson will not let him lap him. He's trying to stay on the lap, late lap. Peterson's been all over the place defending. I can see Pelot's get pretty excited behind him, trying to get by that lapper. He's already lost over a second. Matter of fact, almost two seconds to Colton Hurd. Still behind Peterson right now. That is Pelot. Just can't get by him in that dirty air. And, uh, his tire's probably a little bit better. We see Peterson. He is currently running in that 25th spot right now. So uh, Pelot not happy with him at all. And they're in the keyhole right now, Nick Gilman. Uh, and he's still trying to get around but just can't get close enough. Maybe using a little uh, fuel saving running behind Benjamin Peterson. But, Michael, we've been watching. Uh, that, that lead continues to dwindle a little bit as he can't get around him. Uh, how big is a 7.5-second lead? Right now, Alex Pelot is at the apex of turn number four. Colton Herta was just to the apex of turn number three. That's over a 1,000 feet. Jake, he's got a big lead, but if he can't get around Benjamin Peterson, that will allow Colton Herta to close. Yeah, it really makes you wonder whether or not he's just kind of holding serve right now and being patient because of the tires that he's on or if, in fact, he can't get around Peterson. They work their way out of the S's, and as they do so, Colton Herta now has just worked his way with Scott Dixon through turn number six. Uh, Davey, you take a look at the lap times. I mean, is a matter of Peterson holding him up, or is uh, Benjamin Peterson still running pretty solid lap times? Well, Peterson, no, not really. 1.010.5 for Peterson, 1.010.2 that time. Plows running the same times right behind him. So that tells you that, that he's being held up. But how about this? Colton Herta, 1.095. So almost a second quicker than Plow that lap. Almost cut another second off in that one lap. And let's go to pit road where Pottawa Ward comes to the attention of his crew, Alex Wolf. Our battle award comes in that Errol McLaren number five. Was having a little bit of trouble communicating with the crew. They were looking into the radio as they go off of blacks, put more blacks on. No front wing adjustments. Shell fuel down and away. 8.3 seconds for Colton Herta still chasing the handling of that car. Front wing adjustment as possible. And it also looks like they're going to adjust air pressure next time he's in. Jake Query to the to, uh, Thunder Valley. Boy, I'll tell you what, as we are watching now in through the S's, Alex Pelot is still trying to work his way around Benjamin Peterson, and again, Peterson shuts that door. So, Alex Pelot again, trying to get that lap over Al or Benjamin Peterson, not able to do so through the S's. Yeah, there's no question Benjamin Peterson is being more than a little stingy with that real estate as they exit the carousel. Benjamin Peterson comes back to the start finish line. They'll complete 44 laps this time by. Peter with Peterson with a pretty good run. Alex Pelot, I would imagine, has had enough of Benjamin Peterson. We'll see if he's able to make quick work of him as they head to the keyhole. Yeah, Mark, in the short amount of time we've known Alex Pelot, I've never seen him angry. Heck, I've never seen him not smiling, but I can't imagine he is very happy with Benjamin Peterson right now. But Peterson looks a little bit stronger, Michael. He's still five or six car lengths ahead of our race leader, ahead of the S's. Alex Pelot done biding his time. Last time by, they were side by side here in turn number four. Benjamin Peterson out broke Pelot, then got loose, nearly took Alex Pelot with him. Then Peterson able to manage a gap. Jake, it's about four car lengths now. Peterson over Pelot. Stays but that. Here, co yeah, here comes Colton Hurd, I guess is what I was going to say. Okay, so that stays that way. Sorry about that, Michael. Through turn number six, you're right, about four car lengths or so. There is still a pretty big gap before you get to Herda, but Herda and as well Scott Dixon are there with each and every lap 
able to shave Mark a little bit more off that gap of Alex Pillow. And we can look on pit road to see the uh, Husky chocolate machine of uh, Marcus Erickson is being wheeled back out onto pit road when they get him back out. Marcus Erickson will be 42 laps down. I don't know how much he's going to benefit from getting back out onto the racetrack because there, quite frankly, hasn't been much in the way of attrition. Let's check in again on Alex Pillow. Can he do anything with Benjamin Peterson in the keyhole? And again, Benjamin Peterson fighting to stay on the lead lap and not giving our race leader any breaks. It's still Peterson. Boy, he gets a really nice charge out of the keyhole every lap. And Michael, he just opens up a four or five car length advantage. That's five car lengths right now into turn number four. Benjamin Peterson over our leader, Alex Pillow. Pillow on those reds. And are those reds starting to heed the track speed that he had? Here comes Colton Herta. He's to the top of the hill in turn number five. Pillow's in turn six. And Pillow is is just now going into six. As a matter of fact, very low that time. Started to shave off that right uh, red and white rumble strip off of turn number six. Working his hardest to catch back up to Benjamin Peterson is our leader, Alex Pillow. It was eight seconds, about eight laps ago. It's down to 4.6 seconds talking about the differential between Pillow and Herta. Let's get more on Alex Pillow from Pit Road with Alex Wolf. Well, the usual uh, unflappable Spaniard being a little bit flapped, if you will, because I heard the uh, radio breaking up a little bit, but it sounded like with regards to Peterson, he was using at least one of George Carlin's seven words you can't use on radio or television. Barry Wanzer reminding him to be careful, don't want to burn the front tires off. He said, just keep doing what you're doing. Race control is looking into it. Take you open to the keyhole. I got down to about two car lengths at the entrance of the corner. But again, Peterson is too strong. So he has to stay in that dirty air. Alex Pillow looking at the rear wing of that red and black car, Michael. Does it look like he's going to try to get around him here in turn number four? They begin the portion of the course called the S's. Alex Pillow, three car lengths behind Benjamin Peterson. But here comes Colton Herta again as Alex Pillow hits turn number six. Herta just exiting turn five. We are so accustomed to seeing Alex Pillow of late get a lead and then grow it lap by lap by lap now what do we watch we watch it being shaved lap by lap by lap still behind benjamin peterson herda is getting even closer as they work their way through turn number nine you want to update you on where Pato award cycled back in after his pit stop he stopped on lap 43 he cycled back into the 14th position you're topped in polo herda dixon power and lundgaard ray hole is six mclaughlin is seventh alexander rossi is eighth david malukas is ninth marcus armstrong is tenth Benjamin Peterson runs into 25th position with Alex Pillow giving chase. And now he's going to look to the outside. Benjamin Peterson did a little blocking, got to the inside. They go wheel to wheel. It was the front wheels of Pillow alongside the rear wheels of Benjamin Peterson. Couldn't pull the pass off, but Michael, he's right in the tire tracks. Can Pillow clear the lap traffic? Alex Pillow trying to get around Benjamin Peterson. He's to the outside this time. Peterson will not heed way. Peterson has the opportunity to hold that inside line. He'll stick there. Pillow tries to go the long way around. Down turn number five. Peterson still has a position. And so into turn number six now. It's the over, under, and Pillow finally with the rear end getting a little bit sideways has made the pass of Benjamin Peterson. Mark, he now has a buffer between himself and the second place running Colton Herta. That's as hard as anybody's ever had to work to get around a 25th place running car, Davey. Um, let me just tell you something. That is not making friends. If you're 25th that far back and the leaders come, 
you know, you, so you have your days and you don't have your days. But that, uh, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm below, I would have been saying way more than he did. And and Peterson, I, I, I'd have a talk with him afterwards because you know what comes around goes around. Peterson may need some help someday, and he's not going to get it from below. That's for sure. Well, and, and I'm not saying that Colton Herta is a threat right now, but there's no question, Nick Yo, but he shaved quite a bit of time off that advantage for that battle that uh, he had with Peterson. I'll be honest with you, Mark. I think Colton needs to worry more about what's in the rearview mirrors, and that is a looming six-time Mid-Ohio race winner. Scott Dixon closed within a car leg. Michael, we may have a battle for second brewing as they head to you. Alex Pillow has about a 10-car length advantage over that lap car of Peterson, but that battle ensues for second position. Colton Herta on the black tire. Scott Dixon on the softer red compound. Colton Herta two car lengths ahead of Scott Dixon as they head to turn six. You read my mind, Michael. Wondered how much that Firestone Firehawk rubber in, deter- in terms of the red and the primary black might play issue right now. Colton Herta, Scott Dixon just behind him working their way through turn number seven. Two and a half car length advantage for Herta over the third place running Scott Dixon. And we will complete 49 laps next time by Palo, Herta, Dixon, Power, Lundgaard, the top five, Ray Hall, McLaughlin, Rossi, Malukas, and Armstrong, the top ten at the Honda Indy 200 in Mid-Ohio. Now, listen up, race fans. Did you know you can hear classic race broadcasts from our radio archives all week and long? Download the TuneIn app to hear all of your favorite NTT IndyCar Series races, including classic Indy 500s. Now playing 24 hours a day, seven days a week on TuneIn and Davey. Um, Alexander Rossi among those saying that the uh, pit window has opened with 30 laps to go. Yeah, I think he really wanted to come in. It seems like, you know, those Aero McLaren cars are all fast today. I think they really are. I just think that it was time for some tires for him. Where'd he end up as he pulls back out? He's going to cycle him back a little bit. doesn't really mean much because a lot of guys have pits on lap 50, uh, Rossi, and uh, cycles it back to 18th place at this time. And again, uh, Felix Rosenquist, Davey. Bad luck for Felix Rosenquist. Uh, Marcus Erickson owned it, uh, that incident that they had on the opening lap, and he has been mired in 26th all day because he's a lap down and can't get that lap back. Just can't get that lap back. Very unfortunate. You just feel bad for the guy. I mean, so much bad luck. He's had poles. He's had speeds. He has made a few mistakes on his own uh, to, to cause some finishes, but more times than not, it has not been his fault. As we see Joseph Newgarden right now, Mark, peeling off the... Uh, pit lane to go make a pit stop. Yeah, Joseph Dugarden again, has not really been in contention, Davey, most of the day as he comes to the attention of his crew. He's been running about 13th, 12th or 13th most of the day. Not been a really productive day for Joseph Dugarden. Yeah, not at all. We see he's in his pit box right now. Obviously, this Penske team, uh, new four new tires, got some fuel, got a clean windshield. A little slow on the fuel, but he's off and going. Good stop for uh, Joseph. And what might have been for Kyle Kirkwood as he comes to the attention of the AutoNation crew for service, Davey? Uh, he was among the front runners too, and uh, uh, that spin was really uh, detrimental to his chances for a good day. Yeah, it really was. Just unfortunate. We want to see him do good. It was exciting to see young talent like that to win in Long Beach. It was exciting, and he's been fast everywhere. Just got to get in that uh, groove and just risk the reward, and that was he just made a small mistake down there fighting too hard. Uh, Graham Rahal trying to stay inside the top ten. Mission accomplished so far, Joel. He's currently running sixth. And that's despite a spooky moment about three laps ago. He came on the radio and told the team, I think something broke. I don't know what's happening. But the team said they don't see anything on their end. So they told him to stay out, and we'll see Graham Rahal down pit lane in about three laps. And uh, Davey, as uh, Kyle Kirkwood came back <laughs> wow. out onto the racetrack, we saw him at a pretty good slugfest with Alex Below. 
Well, I tell you what, Pelot right now, uh, he's not feeling any love. I mean, Kirkwood was, I mean, I'm surprised they don't penalize him, even though that was for a lap down and not for position. But he took a couple shots. I mean, you're only supposed to defend once. Kirkwood went one way, so Pelot went the other, then Kirkwood went that way, and then just tried to fight with him down into turn four. And, man, just, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> a little too uh, close for comfort for me as Pelot finds his way up pit lane. And Alex Below, we see him come off of the carousel and come on to pit road. Alex Below on the day has led 23 laps, Alex Wolf, and he's trying to run off and hide from everybody in this one. Be the one, the sponsorship, American Legion sponsorship on the car of Alex Below. Comes in for the final time today as they take off the blacks. They put on a fresh set of blacks, watching for a potential front wing adjustment. Doesn't get it as he's down and away. Scott Dixon was in a pretty good battle for a podium finish with Colton Herter when he comes to pit road. You saw the stop, Ryan Marine. That's right. He jumped up to third, running long on that opening stint. That let them go short here on the second stint. Their only stint on the Firestone Reds. Off of the Reds, onto a set of sticker blacks for the sixth time mid-Ohio winner Scott Dixon. Looking for his first win at this track, though, since 2019. And Davey Alex below with plenty of clean, clean green racetrack around him as he came off of pit road. Yeah, should have a nice lead. Obviously, Hurd has shown the leader right now, but he is going to have to pit right now, trying to cut some laps, but he better pit pretty quickly because I think uh, that uh, with the, the speed that Pelot has, once he gets a little heat in those tires, he's going to start laying down some laps right now. A quietly efficient day for Roman Grosjean, Davey, as he comes off of pit road. Been a pretty good day for Grosjean, and he needed it. Well, Grosjean needs to finish. That's all. As we see Colton Herner come in, right? Ooh, gets a little loose and locks it up coming in pit lane. Lost a little bit of time there, but Grosjean just needs to get some finishes in. Just finish where he can, get the confidence built back up, and he can start winning races. Uh, let's go to uh, Alex Wolf, who will call the stop of Colton Herner. Colton Herner comes in. They had talked about potentially a front wing adjustment. He revs the engine as they put the shell fuel in. 18.5-gallon tank gets filled. They put on blacks to carry him home. There was the front wing adjustment down and away in 8.69 seconds. And he makes his way off of pit road, and he has got Christian Lundgaard in tow. And uh, Dick Yeoman, let's give us a roll call. Let's see if they've got any challengers among the front runners coming off of pit road when they do. So the race leader, uh, Alex Pillow, is already into turn number three, but it looks like here comes Colton Herta, then Scott Dixon, then Christian Lundgaard. Boy, Herta got a little sideways. He's on those cold tires. Here comes Scott Dixon. He'll look to the inside, outside. Michael, we're going to have a battle between Dixon and Herta headed to turn four. We nearly had a collision. It was the machine of Augustine Canapino at Santino Ferrucci as Dixon screams by Colton Herta. Thought we were going to have a caution for the second as those two tangled in turn number four, but Dixon now about four Carlings ahead of Herta. And Canapino, when he worked his way back onto the track, was very slow in turn number six, but he has cleared that area with enough time before Dixon got there. That could have been a factor, as you talked about. To Ryan Marine. Well, Power has been running inside the top five for the bulk of this race. He's in for service here, just waiting on the shell fuel. No adjustments for the Verizon Chevrolet. Will Power down it away. Updates of Pit Road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. And Davey, a pit lane speed violation for the 26th car of Colton Herta. Yeah, yeah, I seen that coming into the pits. Unfortunately, he locked it up, got sideways, almost went in the grass and locked it up. And... Ah, just a shame. Uh, such a good run. Looked like he was going to pull off maybe a third place today. It looked like the two Ganassi cars had him under control. But right at that line, he just, it's too much speed. He got the brakes, got sideways. And we've seen it live when it happened. But, yeah, that's unfortunate. And, Davey, we've talked about, uh, for whatever the reason, it seems to be a handful of self-inflicted wounds this season for Colton Herta. 
Yeah, we, you know, we wondered what happened to Colton earlier in the year. I think off air we talked and said, well, Colton's not being Colton. What's going on? And then all of a sudden we go to Road America and, man, he was on fire. I mean, he was on the pole. He led the race. I think his crew personally let him down. They pitted him one lap too early. Who's ever called that was? Don't know who that is. Maybe it was Colton. Who knows? But uh, he had to save fuel and, um, you know, ended up fifth, so a chance to win just hasn't been there yet this year. The lead cycle to Graham Rahal, although he is on pit road now for service, so it was a brief stint at the front, Joel. He's just oh. happy to be out. Oh, he's not going to be happy about this. The car dropped off the jacks. They have to put it back on to get the left rear tire on. That is a 16-and-a-half second stop for Graham Rahal with a turn of front wing out. And, Davey, that's the second time today oh. that Graham Rahal's had issues on pit road. Yeah, the first one was the fueler just could not get the probe put into that car. Second was the left rear tire changer just uh, wasn't on his game. He wasn't on his game, just let the pressure get to him and, took way too long to get that left rear tire on. They had to jack it back up, like say 16 second stop. We'll see where he cycles out, but you could add about 10 seconds in front of him, and that's where he would have been, but uh, what a good run gone. Uh, what a good run. Uh, just gone for Ray Hall. And here comes David Malukas, uh, Michael Young, into turn number four. And that battle with he and Graham Rahal will ensue. We'll see Malukas on the outside. He will complete that pass. That's the battle for that seventh position. So Graham Rahal's woes continue as he tries to get heat in those tires, Jay Query. Yeah, that heat in the tires just had not yet come. So Malukas is going to go ahead and sail away from him as they work their way through turn number six and seven. But Malukas now to the seventh spot. Rahal falls to eight. 58 laps complete next time by Alex Below cycles back to the lead. He has a lead of six seconds over Pato Award. Scott Dixon, Will Power, Christian Lundgaard, the top five. McLaughlin, Malukas, Ray Hall, Rossi, and Armstrong, the top ten. Your full field rundown. Connor Daly up to 11th. Colton Herta tumbles to 12th. De Francesco 13th. Newgarden 14th. Harvey 15th. VK 16th. 17th Grosjean. 18th Kirkwood. 19th Eilat. 20th Hunter Ray. 21st Castro Nevis. 22nd Perucci. 23rd Stingray Rob. Felix Rosenquist 24th a lap down. Canapito a lap down in 25th. Benjamin Peterson a lap down in 26th. Marcus Erickson officially out of the race in 27th. We pause 10 seconds for cease identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Uh, 59 laps complete. Your top 10 below. Award Dixon, Power Lundgaard, McLaughlin, Malukas, Ray Hall, Rossi, and Armstrong. Among the top 10, Davey, all pitted between lap 53 and uh, McLaughlin pitted on lap 55. Ray Hall lap 56, but he had issues. Notice uh, that Pato Award, with his strategy, yeah. trying to get to the front, he last pitted on lap 43. So what's uh, what's in store for the last 21 laps for Pato Award? Well, so we have to look at a time loss. He's, he, you know, he'd have to save way too much fuel, have to slow down too much and pumble down the charts anyway. So, you know, they, they took that gamble to have clean air and he did do a great job of making up time, but he's going to have to pit again. I just don't think that they could, uh, you know, I mean, to save that much fuel would, you know, it's pretty suspicious. So I would say, you know, you take away about, you know, about 30 seconds. Uh, for him to come down pit lane and see where that lands. Probably about 35, so that would probably land him in that 14th or 15th position, and then we'll see if he can make anything up after that. Uh, a couple of guys that interested that they haven't been able to, interesting that they haven't been able to work their way to the front. One in particular, I mean, uh, it's been no better than 12th or 13th most of the day, Davey, for Joseph Newgard. Yeah, just uh, not a good day by any stretch. I mean, just 
kind of struggled. Looked like right off the bat, uh, he was going around outside of Rossi. I thought Rossi kind of ran him off track a little bit. And I thought, oh, maybe he's got some. He's getting around Rossi. Rossi has some speed out of that McLaren car. But then uh, he tried it twice. Rossi kind of ran him out of track. Then after that, he just kind of been there. Just hasn't really made any real action, really moving forward like we're used to seeing. About 20 laps to go, and Ray Hall led him in Atlantic and Racing. Been a pretty good weekend all in all for them, despite the struggles that Graham's crew has had on pit road. And we got off with Bobby Ray Hall earlier this weekend. I mean, they had all three cars make it into the round of 12. A couple of cars get into the fast six. Graham Ray Hall, the front row starter, and we asked Bobby Ray Hall if anything had changed since all of their struggles preparing for the Indianapolis 500. Well, I mean, we've been we've been relatively strong at most of the road courses this year. You know, uh, Christian was on pole at, at Indy Grand Prix. Graham was uh, eighth. Jack was fourth. Yeah, pretty strong qualifying there. Um, you know, Elkhart last weekend we were pretty good. Um, you know, I think this year though, or this race though, we have some uh, we moved some people around, and um, I think we're seeing the benefit of that. Frankly, we unloaded fast which is so critical in this series because uh, there's so little track time that it's hard to make up if you don't if you don't roll off quick it's really hard to make up the difference and uh, between you and your competitors yeah i don't think there's any question davy uh, that, that you you could always tell just by the, the the body language and just by the tone and the cadence of drivers we talked to during the course of the weekend how many ills does it cure when you're able to quote unquote unload fast at a racetrack <laughs> well that, and that is so key i mean when I unload fast, you just want to practice to end because your car is so good and you don't want anybody else to catch up, to be really honest with you. And and as Bobby mentioned, we have less and less practice throughout a weekend. Now, we have pretty good practice time here at Rook Mid Ohio, but, you know, there's off-season testing. There's not a lot of it. And, and these weekends sometimes get pretty short on test time. So, like he said, not a lot of chance to try things now. That's why multiple cars and team uh, with these teams seem to have an advantage because they can go a few different directions on setups to try to find that speed. But right now, uh, it, it's proven that when you find that speed off the trailer, it usually stands throughout the weekend. And right now, he has Lungard in fifth right now, really good run. I mean, not where they want to be. They, you know, obviously they want to win some races. And, and, and Graham, for example, in that eighth position, feel like he should be up another couple spots fight with Lungard actually is where I think where he would be if uh, you know if he didn't have that little uh, will mistaken pits and Benjamin Peterson Davey continues to not make friends he is a lap down in the 25th position and he has been holding up David Malukas and Graham Rahal yeah you know if, if I'm if I'm on that stand honestly with with him I'd say hey today's not our day man just finish this race let's uh this we'll fight for another day you're already a lap down you're not racing with anybody uh matter of fact the car in front of him that he's racing with is uh well, Malukas just got around him Davey uh, yeah, and, yeah and, well, which is good yeah and so now Graham yeah. is trying to get around him and he's not having much luck at doing it now as they work their way around the carousel yeah, just not good when you're you're affecting the race, the outcome of this race for the fans, the leaders, and you know these these teams. So uh, you know, just not Peterson Day needs to be a little more courteous. As far as I'm concerned, I like good kid. I want him to do well. I love AJ Foyt Racing. I love to see him fight for the leads. To be honest with you, but but where he is right now, like I say, sometimes he may need a favor, and these other these drivers aren't going to be helping him out at all. Nick, could Graham Ray Hall get him in the keyhole? 
Uh, he sure couldn't. He's going to have to file in right behind him, and it really breaks up that really good battle we were watching between David Malukas and Graham Rahal. They're now separated, Michael, by about 12 car lengths with Benjamin Peterson smack dab in between of them. David Malukas running in the seventh position. Graham trying to get around the 25th running. Benjamin Peterson, Graham will swing wide, close in about two car lengths as Peterson really slows at the top of the hill in turn number five. But, Jake, Graham just cannot close that gap. Graham Rahal started second, running eighth now. It is Peterson, the back marker in front of him, that he is trying to clear. But he's got about two car lengths to make up. Not able to do it off of turn number six. That means now all of a sudden that Alexander Rossi running in ninth gets closer now to Graham Rahal. And Pato Award has come on to pit road, and Alex Wolf is there to greet him. He'll go on to sticker blacks the day of what might have been if he didn't have that spin in the first round of qualifying yesterday. Showed a lot of speed. Sticker blacks, Shell Fuel, and the number five car is back underway. This update from Pit Road brought to you by Shell, the official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. We'll see how quickly he can get on his giddy-up because that's his teammate Alexander Rossi currently running in the eighth position, Nick Yeoman. And Rossi's got the run. He'll get to the inside of Pato and make that pass. Now Pato's got to try to find as much heat in those tires as Rossi scoots away. Here comes Marcus Armstrong. He's had a quietly efficient day in that green car, Michael, trying to run down Pato into turn four. Rossi running in that ninth position. So Pato Award trying to hold off Marcus Armstrong. Like you said, Nick, Marcus, pretty efficient today. Never been a threat, but running in that top ten. He's about a car length behind Pato Award as they head down to turn six. And Rossi has all of this happening behind him. He works his way through turn number six now. Seems to have settled out just a little bit under some sun splash here in this area of the racetrack for the first time today as they work their way now through turns eight and nine. Now this all could get very interesting. Graham Rahal finally cleared Benjamin Peterson, but all of these guys that we just mentioned are stacked up behind Benjamin Peterson talking about Rossi, O'Ward, and Armstrong. So Malukas and Rahal finally can be long gone, but we'll see how Benjamin Peterson handles the situation again. He's in a lap, he's a lap down in the 25th position as all those guys are in pursuit of him. Nick Yeoman into the keyhole. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mark. These are the drivers running just inside the top 10. If I, I stay corrected, uh, Alexander Rossi, he is about two or three car lengths behind Benjamin Peterson, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Rossi chased by Award and Armstrong, all catching Peterson, Michael, into the S's. And it will happen right about, I would say, maybe the next time by Benjamin Peterson has about three car lengths over Alexander Rossi. But the big charger right now, Marcus Armstrong. Uh, Pato Award, the meat in that sandwich of Marcus Armstrong starting to close in but uh, we see Rossi trying to get around Benjamin Peterson. Yeah, Rossi's still not able to make that move and so they are equally gapped. Rossi and then right behind him his teammate Pato Award and then Marcus Armstrong. I should say Ray Hall has the 7th position then it's Rossi, Award and Marcus Armstrong. Colton Herta is in the 11th position and he is starting to catch that group as well. Back up front, it's Pillow, it's Dixon, it's Power, it's Lundgaard, then it's McLaughlin, the top five. As off of the carousel, they really start to stack up behind Benjamin Peterson. Again, this is the battle for the eighth position now as they head toward the keyhole one more time. Yeah, leaders are halfway to the Shawshank prison at this point, but the best battle on the racetrack is the one that you mentioned, and it's right behind the lap car of Benjamin Peterson. It's the two Aaron McLaren teammates. They're separated by about a car length. Pato Awards has a nice run. Michael Young, he may be able to try to set up his teammate, Alexander Rossi, out of three. It's a battle for the eighth position. Rossi swings to the outside of Peterson, then will tuck underneath that rear wing. That will allow Pato Award to tuck underneath the rear wing of his teammate, Alexander Rossi. Rossi will swing to the outside of Peterson. 
Anderson. He'll check up, and here comes Pato Award. They're side by side. Boy, that allows Rossi now to get to the bottom of the racetrack. Award was right there. Peterson set sail away from both of them. Looked like Award was going to get his teammate. But Rossi now with the ward behind him. Peterson got away by about five car lengths. Big wiggle for Benjamin Peterson as he works his way through the halfway point of Thunder Valley. Now he'll have a little straightaway before he gets back to the carousel. We'll complete 68 laps this time by. And again, Benjamin Peterson currently running in the 25th position. A lap down is creating all kinds of havoc from eighth place on back. The leaders below Dixon, Power, and Lugard, McLaughlin. Long gone as that battle heads back to Nick Yeoman. And things just got even more interesting. Let's add another Foyt car uh, that's a lap down into the mix. The Santino Ferrucci just came off of pit lane. He appears to be on fresh tires. He slots in right ahead of Benjamin Peterson. So, Michael, it's a long line of cars. The front two of that train are laps down. Everybody battling right behind him. What a mess this has become as Potable Ward will take a look to the inside. This will be the battle for that eighth position. And Potable Ward will make it look easy. Alexander Rossi clearly frustrated with the Benjamin Peterson machine. Now we'll see if Pato Award, who has those fresher tires, can get around that 25th place car, Jake. What's interesting is once Award, if he does get around, Peterson does so, then to next point he's got Ferrucci right in front of Peterson and Ferrucci starting to get a little bit of speed and that fresh t- that fresh rubber. So Award exiting turn number 10, still not able to cl- clear Benjamin Peterson. 69 laps complete this time by Pelo, Dixon, Power, Lundgaard, and McLaughlin, the top five of the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. And uh, Davey Hamilton with 10 laps to go. All of those cars stacked up behind Benjamin Peterson and, and has allowed Pelot, Dixon, Power, Lundgaard, McLaughlin Company to pull out to a hefty advantage. Yeah, it sure does right now. Big fight right now. Colton Herta and, and uh, Rossi going back and forth there. And it looks like uh, Rosenquist behind Herta. One thing I have to say about uh, Pato Award, uh, of what he was able to do. He was on a three-stop strategy. Ends up Colton Herta was on a three-stop strategy. He would dominate this race on it, not dominating, but running up front with a two-stop strategy. He went, he, he didn't even make a third pit stop. He just had to do a drive-through, and Pato Ward still finds himself ahead of Colton Herta. That tells you how fast Pato Ward is today. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'll tell you, it's it been uh, pretty close quarters racing because of those cars that we mentioned were stacked up behind Benjamin Peterson. Alex Below was your leader by 8.6 seconds. Dixon, Power, Lundgaard, McLaughlin, the top five. But again, uh, from about uh, Armstrong on back, Nick Yeoman, pretty interesting in the keyhole. Armstrong's trying to get around Benjamin Peterson. Then a, a growing gap back to Alexander Rossi. And then you've got about five cars, Michael, just all over each other, just inside and outside of the top ten. Marcus Armstrong now working on the rear wing of Benjamin Peterson. Peterson will wiggle. That will allow Marcus Armstrong to get around him at the exit of turn number five. Now it's Alexander Rossi. He's got his teammate Felix Rosenquist behind him as those p- drivers battle. But Jake, really, Peterson's not even close to that battle now. Another good battle just behind all of that belongs with Roman Grosjean and Joseph Newgarden. That's the battle for 13th. Newgarden has it. Grosjean took a hard look at it off turn number six, but not able to clear Joseph Newgarden. Yeah, we want to give you the differential because we've been following this battle from about eighth on back. Alex Below has an eight-second lead over Scott Dixon. Will Power uh, is 8.3 seconds back. Actually, the time against Gorg Loop uh, is, is kind of turning over as we speak. So the gap is pretty large now uh, with Pelot, Dixon, Power, Lungard, McLaughlin, Malukas, and Rahal. It's then from Pato Award on back, Davey, where things uh, still stay a little bit on the tighter side because of trying to work their way around the car of Benjamin Peterson. 
Yeah, it really is. Yeah, Peterson, you know, probably going to be not too popular. Maybe the most popular guy, though, after this race is over. I'm sure a lot of people want to come and see him and have a little talk with him. But it kind of tightened these cars up, and now they're fighting for position right now. So we see Newgard trying to get around DeFrancesco. We see, as uh, uh, we talked about, Grosjean in that 14th spot trying to get by Newgard. Then Herta, you know, he's he's just not that great. I mean, we've seen Rossi actually get by him, Armstrong get by him. So even though uh, he was uh, towards the front earlier on today, that uh, that pit speed violation uh, brings it back out. But just doesn't seem he has the speed he had earlier on. Yeah, all in all, the Perpato Award, uh, given the circumstances and how deep he started back in the field, Davey, I, I think with the alternate pit strategy that uh, his crew made the call to go on, I think, uh, you know, he improved 17 positions on the day as it stands right now. Yeah, what, what really good run, obviously, for that team and, and did what they had to do to, uh, you know, to, to try to fight their way towards the front. And, um, you know, he's not scared. He, he made a mistake qualifying. He knew he had a great race car, had the opportunity to be on the pole. And, uh, right now, I think that, uh, he, he could, means he's only, you know, about, well, he's got four seconds, uh, deficit on Rahal. I don't think he's going to be able to catch him, but an eighth place finish from starting dead last, as you said, 17 spots increased today is pretty good. Hate to be repetitive, Michael Young, but cars continue to stack up behind Benjamin Peterson into turn number four. Yeah, Benjamin Peterson, I'll give him credit. He's been able to check out of Alexander Rossi by three car lengths. And, Jake, then it's Rosenquist, Herta, DeFrancesco, Newgarden, and Grosjean. Keep in mind, Rosenquist, who's involved in the incident at the outset of the race with Marcus Erickson, is running a lap off of everybody else within this gaggle. So it's Peterson with Rossi just behind him. Peterson also a lap down. Uh, how impressive is the run that uh, Alex Below has been on of late, Davey Hamilton? I mean, uh, yeah. my gosh, I mean, he... He won the race, the Indianapolis Grand Prix, finished fourth at the 500, then back-to-back wins in Detroit and Road America. I did. I thought that this year was going to shape up much like last year, when one race win might get you a championship with a lot of podium finishes. But, boy, he's proven me wrong, that's for sure. Yeah, well, me as well. And, and when you go in, we're halfway through the season when this checkered flag falls, Mark. And when you have a 110-point lead, basically... Two races. That's basically two races. He he could not show up for him to maybe still be leading this championship. So that tells you how big of a lead he has over his teammate Scott Dixon, 110 back, New Garden 117, Erickson 122, Award 127, still in the game. But after that, uh, that 148, out, 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 I think it's out of it. I think it's down, going to be our top five right now in the points championship, have an opportunity to win this. But right with Polo being so dominant, and like I say, almost a two-race lead if he misses two races you're still leading that's uh that's his to give away right now stingray rob is a lap down uh, nick yeoman he is currently running in the 22nd position and that's resulted in things getting interested in interesting in the battle for third yeah i think the final step on the podium may still be up for grabs because will power has caught stingray rob but christian lundgaard has caught will power and scott mclaughlin may be catching both of them michael as they race into turn four i think scott mclaughlin one of the quickest here in this final stand as Cl- mclaughlin has really closed the gap between he and lundgaard so power at the top of the hill in turn number five he's got the lap car of rob in front of him then it's christian lundgaard and scott mclaughlin they're three four and five yeah mclaughlin comes into the eyes view very quickly as soon as lundgaard does so he's right there but right now lundgaard's bigger concern is the car of will power trying to take advantage of perhaps that that Verizon machine getting hung up by Stingray Rob just a little bit, but Power maintains the third position through turn number 10. DeFrancesco, Newgarden, Grosjean, Michael, that's a battle for 12th. 
it's a tight battle as they climb the hill to turn number five. And we see Felix Rosenquist now pounding that rear wing of Benjamin Peterson. Alexander Rossi able to get around, Jay. And now uh, taking another look at that battle between DeFrancesco, Newgarden, and Grosjean. They stay in that order, but again, getting checked up just a little bit through tournament nine. But nobody able to make up any ground as they work their way now into ten. Nick, can they work their way around Stingray Rob off the keyhole? Still not able to do it. And in fact, it's like that rubber band. Here comes Scott McLaughlin. He's about three car lengths behind Lundgaard. Lundgaard, another five to power. Yeah, Scott McLaughlin's got a good run. He is noticeably closer to Christian Lundgaard this time through than last. That will be the battle for that fourth position. Power has third. He'll come down the hill in turn number five. Two car lengths back to Lundgaard. Then it's Scott McLaughlin. Pretty good sponsorship activation for Good Ranchers, the sponsor for Scott McLaughlin on that car. He calls the meat wagon now. At the end of this race, he is making that car plenty known. Scott McLaughlin right now, again, running in the fifth position, trying hard to move in on Christian Lungard to take away fourth. Uh, Alex Below continues to lead by 8.5 seconds. Steve Francesco, Newgarden, Grosjean. The battle for 12 back to Michael Young. Colton Hurt has got DeFrancesco by a car leg, but Joseph Newgarden is there, and Roman Grosjean has just been eyeing that battle over the last four laps or so. Here comes Grosjean, Newgarden ahead of him. DeFrancesco doing a good job holding him off. It's interesting to think that DeFrancesco seemingly gets checked up by Colton Herta of all cars just in front of him. The teammates working their way through now, but that's how it runs. You have Colton Herta running in the 11th position, then DeFrancesco, Newgarden, and Grosjean running 12, 13, 14. And back to that battle a little further up front, Michael Young, the battle between Lundgaard and McLaughlin. That's the battle for fourth now as it heads back your way. Scott McLaughlin really has closed it down to a car length on Christian Lundgaard. Lundgaard bottles or bot the back end that bobbles ever so slightly as Lundgaard now has a just mirrors full of Scott McLaughlin. And it's getting interesting now. Turn number one. It looked like Grosjean and DeFrancesco were banging wheels. And here they come up toward the keyhole, Nick Yeoman. And right behind them, Renus VK and Kyle Kirk would have got the elbows wide with Callum Guylott having the best view of all of it. Throw a blanket over about five cars, Michael. Devil and DeFrancesco, Grosjean, VK, and then uh, Kirkwood, and here comes Callum Eilat. So Ramon Grosjean will take a look to the inside of Devil and DeFrancesco. Hurt is trying to get around Peterson about five car lengths ahead. Kyle Kirkwood now trying to hold off Callum Eilat. It's the meat in that sandwich. That's Joseph Newgarner. should say Rita CK. Jake, there's all kinds of battles here in mid-Ohio. Yeah, as they worked away now, Eilat had to go and swing just a little bit wide with Kyle Kirkwood just in front of him. Kirkwood running in 16th, Eilat in 17th. BK and Grosjean running 15th and 14th respectively just in front. And while all of this unfolds, Davey, Alex Pelot is on a Sunday afternoon drive with a seven-second lead with about two laps to go. Yeah, exactly. He's out of there. And, you know, looking back at what happened is is uh, DeFrancesco was trying to hold his teammate back because Newgarden got by. And when he did that, uh, it, it cost him several positions. Obviously, Newgarden did get by him. Then Grosjean, he was fighting uh, himself. He, he really had position, and DeFrancesco kind of holding his own team back, and teammate we see back right there. Alex Below comes across the start-finish line or comes across the finish line in this case, Nick Yeoman. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, what, a, what an amazing day it has been for Alex Below as he continues an incredible run. Yeah, you, you mentioned the streak is just impressive, what he has been on, and the points lead continues to build. Got a little bit of lap traffic in front of him, but nobody pressuring him behind. Scott Dixon running in second, exiting the keyhole as we speak, but Michael Alex Pillow already setting up in front of you. What an impressive day this has been for Alex Pillow as he's getting set to try to get around Kyle Kirkwood, what could have been for Kyle Kirkwood, then Scott Dixon, all kinds of battles. We saw something a little bit earlier, it looked like Pato Award was trying to battle to get around the 
Graham Rahal machine. That was a battle for seventh. As they work their way now, Scott Dixon comes in to turn at number six. He does so, of course, running in second place. Mark, that means that Alex Pelot, theoretically, has to be now already setting up for turn number 11 because he has a massive lead here looking for the white flag. Yeah, to be specific, Jake, it's a 5.9 second lead for Alex Pelot, and he is getting ready to lead his 47th lap on the day. What a season it has been for Alex Below. He has led 196 laps coming into this race, Nick Gilman, and he is about to pull off the three-peat, the trifecta, to win three in a row in the NTT IndyCar Series. Got about 12 more turns to navigate. Yeah, frankly, it is a level of domination we're not used to seeing in open-wheel racing. I think of Alex Zanardi, Juan Montoya, Sam Hornish Jr. had a stretch there for a while. But, Michael, we are not used to seeing this. Alex Pelot is flat dominating IndyCar in 2023. He's half a lap away from another win. The S on his cape does not stand for his home country, Spain. He's just flat-out been Superman. Alex Pelot will negotiate turn number five for the final time. He slowly makes his way down the hill, the final time through the right-hander of turn for the last couple of months, Superman has worn Alex Pelot pajamas because Pelot entered the season with four career wins halfway through the NTT IndyCar season. Marky is on his way to doubling that win total. Here comes Alex Pelot. Who knows where he will be next year, who he will be driving for. Let's worry about that when the time comes for now. Let's just enjoy a rising star in open wheel racing. Alex Pelot is going to go to victory lane for the ninth time in his brief NTT IndyCar Series career. The Advance Auto Parts checkered flag flies, and he wins the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. Scott Dixon will grab the second spot, the six-time winner with an impressive performance here. And the rest of the field, to give you an idea, the gap was some five seconds back. We see Will Power come out of the carousel. He'll grab the third spot. Christian Ludgard grabs the fourth spot. And Scott McLaughlin completes the top five of the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. Second flag, baby. Well done. Thank you, boys. What an awesome day. Yeah. Congratulations, everybody. Well done today. Well done, man. Awesome, everybody. Uh, 48 laps is what he led on the day on three separate occasions, and uh, it's a good time to be Alex Below, Davey Hamilton. It is a great time to be Alex Below. Imagine that. As competitive as this series is, three in a row, just kind of unheard of, and that Chip Ganassi racing team, that's 251. He just keeps it, racking them up uh, for wins, and then, uh, boy, this Polo kid is out. Uh, really unbelievable. But how about his teammate, Scott Dixon? You know, the veterans won here so many times. Uh, he fought his way, has a good second-place finish in Will Power, the other veteran in uh, P3. So, good run for it looks like it's some experience paid off today for these guys. Uh, you might make mention of the last one to win three in a row was in fact Scott Dixon, Davey, to start if you remember that 2020 campaign. He won three in a row. Let's go to Pit Road check in with Ryan Marine. Let's hear from Scott Dixon, a runner-up today. Back on the podium for the first time since the season opener in St. Petersburg. Seemed like that first stint going long. You were able to get some track position, but what were you missing to bring the battle to your teammate Alex? Yeah, we were just always in traffic. You know, he uh, got a couple of clean breaks here. He did a good move on the 27. And then uh, he obviously cleared the uh, 26 as well. So that whole stint we got stuck behind the 26 kind of opened up that gate, uh, that gap pretty uh, pretty big. And, you know, I think it was probably 
15 or more seconds. We got it down to five at the end, but uh, traffic was definitely pretty tough today. Normally, second place is pretty good for the championship, but not when the guy you're chasing keeps racking up these wins. Yeah, it's becoming a bit of a problem, but uh, it's great for our team, you know, uh, and honestly, the effort that everybody at Shipkin SC puts in, but um, huge save for the PNC Bank, number nine, great point, and uh, looking forward to Toronto coming up. We'll see you there. That's Scott Dixon. Yeah, Scott Dixon, six wins here, Davey, and... Uh, doing uh, what he needs to do. I mean, again, he's 110 points back, uh, getting ready for Toronto in a couple of weeks. But uh, well, I'll tell you what, we've seen Scott Dixon get hot. Maybe we'll talk more about that after we hear from the third step on the podium, Will Power. Will started seventh today, made it up to third, third podium of the season for you, Will. All in all, how would you assess the day? Uh, yeah, very solid day. I had no clue where I finished, actually. I was like... Uh said I'm going to finish the line, that's P3, I was like, oh wow, I thought I was like eight or something, but um, yeah, there was no mistakes all day, we drove really hard, got the fuel when we needed it, and um, yeah, had a fast car, maybe was a bit slow on the, my outlets, but yeah, solid man, I'll take a podium any day in this series. This is a pretty physical racetrack, outside of that one caution ruling on, it ran pretty much green, how do you feel? Yeah, phys- I never seem to suffer physically these days, I know it's because I've just so uh attuned to this this racing so many years i just i rarely feel pain in the car i'm probably feeling i both tune it out <laughs> willpower back on the podium to joel sebastianelli christian lungard getting congratulations first from bobby ray hall and then dapped up by scott mclaughlin you finished fourth and you had to earn that in that battle there with scott how big a day is this for you and the team yeah um quite honestly i thought we, we could have had a podium today uh, I think the car is good enough. But we seem to struggle so much in the dirty air today, which which caught me off guard behind uh, Will at some point and kind of got scared after that and just wanted to bring the car home. And then um, I knew that Scott was behind, but I, I knew he was four and a half seconds behind. And then those last ten laps, he was catching a second a lap, and I just told the team, I'm not sure I'll be able to keep him behind if he comes with that pace. So um, I think once we got past Stingray, um, as, a, as a back marker, I think the, the pace increased and, you know, pulled back up to what it would, normally would, and, and Scott couldn't hang on. So it's uh, it's good to, to get a P4 here for, for RLL. Fourth place finish matches Christian Lundgaard's best finish of the year. To victory lane Alex Wolf. And with Alex Pillow, third win in a row, fourth in the last five races. There was only one caution early in the race, a, a long, hot day for us on the pit lane. How about you from the driver's seat of the chat? Yeah, it was uh, it was a tough day, honestly. Uh, we we went for a risky strategy at the beginning, made it work, honestly. Uh, super happy. We had a lot of pace to continue on primaries and uh, run a bit longer than our competitors. And then from there, uh, we just had a lot of pace. So, yeah, amazing pit stops, amazing strategy, um, and super proud uh, to bring the number 10 American Legion uh, on Victor Lane again. He went after that first pit stop onto the Reds. I heard Barry Wanzer tell you with 32 laps complete that he wanted you to get 20 more laps on the Reds. One, what did you think when he told you that at the time? And two, then, what were you thinking when uh, you were trying to get around Benjamin Peterson, that lap car, for quite a few laps in the gap from first to second was closing? Yeah, I didn't really like that, honestly. Um, I know that uh, that's the rules in IndyCar, but maybe... Uh, being so aggressive on uh, defending, maybe that's not what I would do if I was in that position. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. We made it work. I'm glad that we still got uh, our car on Victor Lane. 
As we said, three wins in a row, four out of five, dominating the points right now. 251st win for Chip Ganassi Racing. Now they've gotten, I mean, if you were to write up a, a season scripted before St. Pete, would it be a, anywhere near a, how this is? Is this just beyond a dream season so far? Uh, I would say it's beyond a dream for an IndyCar season. Honestly, it's been uh, it's been really good. We've had amazing cars. We've been able to maximize our results. Um, so, yeah, I I would not have believed that uh, starting at the beginning of the season. You got a chip over here. Uh, maybe you guys want to have a, a discussion about what the future may uh, hold with you guys because things seem to really be firing all cylinders right now. Oh, yeah, everything is going amazing. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll certainly see what happens in the future and in the immediate future in Toronto. Congratulations on this win and enjoy it. Thank you. That's Alex Pillow, winner of the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Good stuff, Alex Wolf. Let's go back to Ryan Marine. Scott McLaughlin finished fifth today, reigning race winner here in Mid-Ohio. Just took a selfie with a tongue hanging out of your mouth. How was it today? Yeah, it was a big old race, you know. It was a tough, uh, tough one today. Humid, uh, but our good red Chevy was really good. I think we moved forward. I think we were capable of a podium. We got held up pretty unfairly there on the, on the exchange, which was a bit annoying, but... Um, you get that, unfortunately, um, but we'll, we're right. We'll push on to Toronto. Could be a big day for former V8 supercar drivers here stateside. You with the top five here, your buddy Shane Van Gisbergen. Yeah. Great qualifying effort in the Cup Series street course race in Chicago. Any message for Shane? Oh, just, you know, stick it to him. I hope he has a great day. Um, you know, it's it's good for everyone if uh, he goes well. You know, not only for me, but for the sport of supercars down under. I think we're really starting to get some respect, and uh, that's really nice. And Chaz Moster got a class win in Spa earlier today, too, so not bad for the Aussie contingent, or Kiwi contingent. Yeah, not too bad for Down Under, so, uh, yeah, we'll keep pressing on here. Good luck next yeah, week, and we'll go now to Joel. Hard-fought seventh-place finish for Graham Rahal. What's your takeaway from today, Graham? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's, uh, it's a difficult day. Um, we weren't quite good enough. Um, you know, on track, and unfortunately, we just we had some bobbles in the pit lane. But you know, we win as a team, we lose as a team, and we're gonna take this one on the chin. And uh, you know, we got to get better in all phases if we want to win a race. And uh, we we had ourselves in position. I think we thought we were gonna be a little better than Herta, but that first stop, you know, just uh, had some issues. Second stop had some issues, so just put us behind the eight ball a lot. You know, we just. Uh, as I said, you know, we win as a team, lose as a team. So I'm not being hard on anybody. We just got to get better in all phases. if We want to compete at the sharp end, and we'll work hard to do so. From hearing you all earlier this week, and it sounds like there's a lot of positives on road courses for this team. How does that apply to street courses? We're going to Toronto next. Don't know yet. You know, I, I am, you know, we need to improve the street course package. We know that. Look at what happened in Detroit. We were terrible. So we've got to improve. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see what kind of challenges we get at Toronto. Uh, in a couple of weeks. We appreciate your time. Graham Rahal finishes seventh. Uh, Joel, Ryan, Alex, great job all weekend long. Alex Below, Scott Dixon, Will Power, Christian Lundgaard, and Scott McLaughlin, your top five. More to put the wraps on this one from mid-Ohio when we come back. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I feel like every weekend we find something to self-destruct on. But that was my fault. Sorry. Um, we've got the speed. We'll just keep digging. We'll make it happen. Uh, that's Colton Hurdum, who finished 11th today. Got to wonder, Davey Hamilton, what might have been if not for that uh, this penalty for going too fast uh, coming on to pit road. 
Well, he's going to beat himself up for sure because he knows there was a mistake there. But I'll have to say this. I, I don't know that he was even the top three. I think at the best – he was a third-place car. When I look at his lap times and kind of where he was, I think Pelot and Dixon were class of the field. I think he could have slotted in maybe in that third position. Uh, we'd have to look at data to see that, which a podium is way better than where he finished in that 11th spot. But you heard Rob Edwards tell him, hey, we know we got the speed. We just got to, you know, we'll, we'll just keep digging away and uh, feel bad for that team. We've all been there as drivers. You know, uh, Graham said it. You win and lose as a team. I mean, you know, Graham's situation, it was a team member, a little slow on the left rear, a little slow on fuel. The first stop on her Colton's place, uh, the deal was his his uh, mistake. So uh, you got to, you know, we're all human. We make mistakes. You just got to live from it. Six of the top ten belong to Honda, Davey. Their lead now 759 to 693 over Chevrolet. Yeah, you know, uh, right now Chevrolet needs to have, uh, you know, it's still in, in well within reach to win that championship for Chevrolet. Honda, they continue to, um, you know, rack up those points, especially these last three races when you got Alex Pelot winning three in a row. That uh, definitely helps your, your cause. And, uh, it's still a great battle. That is another great battle. Matter of fact, that may be a better battle than our points championship right now, Mark. Uh, it's interesting to note Will Power wasn't even sure where he was running. He was a little surprised <laughs> to find out that he finished third. A good run for him. Great run for Christian Lundgaard. That car was fast all weekend long. Scott McLaughlin, Davey, really strong over that last stand and worked hard to get that fifth-place finish. And with all the controversy going into uh, the weekend with the comments from David Malukas, what he told Nathan Brown of the Indianapolis Star, who broke that on Friday about having no intention to return to Dale Coyne, I think it shows a lot of maturity for him and the team to put all of that behind them, focus on the task at hand, and as a result, a, a, a pretty good sixth-place run today. Yeah, absolutely. Great run for him. I mean, that sixth-place, but you needed that. I think it was healthy for that team even, you know, to, to have a result. And he's not going to give up by any stretch. He wants to continue to do well. He wants to you know, try to win races with that coin team. He, he would love to finish it off, uh, you know, as a winner, not as just somebody that uh, went through the coin, you know, uh, camp. So uh, good, very good run by him for sure. Marcus Armstrong continues to get more comfortable. A top 10 run for him, Davey, for uh, Chip Ganassi Racing. Yeah, how about that? Really good run for him in that uh, ninth clip position. And uh seemed like could didn't talk a lot about it, but he was just there. He was just continue to nick away at it and pop, find a, find his way creeping up that chart in that ninth spot. And he's another driver. I think this experience is just value, so valuable for him. If he just continues to finish these races, he's going to, you know, he's going to be a contender. That's for, for sure, right? Uh, you know, in the future. Uh, three drivers, I think, have going to be happy to put this one in the rearview mirror, talking about Joseph Newgarden, who was 12th today. Uh, look a little bit further back at uh, Felix Rosenquist, 25th today, and Marcus Erickson, who finished dead last, 27th today. Yeah, really a bummer. I mean, Newgarden, no surprise. I mean, that's a surprise, big surprise, that he didn't find his way farther up the field right there. I mean, let's talk about Grosjean right behind him. He finished. It wasn't a great finish. It was 13th, but, it, you know, he he finished. He made. He had a few opportunities not to finish, but he made it through past his teammate DeFrancesco. Um, so that was, you know, actually healthy for him just to get those finishes. Erickson, uh, just a bummer. He made that mistake. He, he, he owned up to it, finds himself dead last in this field. And Rosenquist, man, I, you know, I want to give the, that kid needs a break. I mean, he is so good and so fast. And, 
you know, he brought a few things on himself but into these races, but that one definitely not his fault and wrong place at the wrong time. But I still have a good feeling for Rosenquist to, to pull off a win or two with that McLaren team. He seems to be one of the faster out of that camp week in, week out. So uh, hopefully get a little luck going his way. Double points paying weekend coming up in Iowa, July 22nd and 23rd, Davey. But if anybody's going to catch Alex below now that he has a lead of 110 points, uh, they're going to have to really make a dent in it when we get to Toronto in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Toronto, we all look forward to going to Toronto. It's going to be fun. Everybody knows that course. Nothing's really changed there as far as, um, you know, the the, constru- the the design of the course. I know there was a, some curbing change and some asphalt patches done, but uh, everybody has data for that. And, boy, watch out for Pelot again. You know, I, you know, Dixon, he said, hey, I'm looking forward to there. He needs to get on on that winning streak himself. He needs to get three in a row just to, to have a chance at his teammate of winning this championship. Uh, well, brother, well done. As always, safe travels. We'll catch up with you in Toronto. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, full field rundown for you one more time. Alex Below, your winner by five seconds over Scott Dixon. Will Power was third. Christian Lundgaard was fourth. Fifth was Scott McLaughlin. Seventh, David Malukas. Uh, sixth, David Malukas. Seventh, Graham Rahal. Eighth, Pato Award. Ninth, Marcus Armstrong. Tenth, Alexander Rossi. Eleventh, Colton Herter. Twelfth, Joseph Dugarden. Thirteenth, Roman Grosjean. Fourteenth, Devlin DeFrancesco. Fifteenth, Redis VK. Sixteenth, Callum Eilat. 17th, Kyle Kirkwood. 18th, uh, Jack Harvey. 19th, Ryan Hunter-Ray. 20th, Connor Daly subbing for Simon Pagino. A lap down at 21st, Elio Castro-Nevis. The rest of these cars lapped out as well. 22nd, Steve Ray Robb. 23rd, Augustine Catapino. 24th, Santino Ferrucci. 25th, Felix Rosenquist. 26th, Benjamin Peterson. Marcus Erickson will finish 27th today. Uh, he turned only five laps after that opening lap uh, dust up with Felix Rosenquist. Bottom award gave 17 spots on the day. Devlin D. Francesco, 10. Marcus Armstrong, 9. Connor Daly was plus 7. And David Malukas was plus 6. There were five leaders, seven lead changes, one caution for four laps. Your leaders, Alex Pelot led three times for 48. Colton Hurdle once for 26. Graham Rahal led a couple of times, total of three laps. Scott Dixon led two. And Will Power led one. The points look like this. Alex Pelot with a commanding 110-point lead over Scott Dixon. Joseph Newgarden is now 116 points back with that 27th place finish. Marcus Erickson tumbles to fourth and loses two spots. He's now 122 points back. And Pottawa Ward is in fifth place in the points, 127 points back. Now, while Toronto is next, we're going to give you an early preview of the doubleheader weekend at Iowa Speedway when we come back. Saturday, July 22nd, Sunday, July 23rd. Excited to head back to Corn Country. Beautiful Iowa Speedway, bad, fast Iowa Speedway, and uh, another doubleheader weekend there for the NTT IndyCar Series. Happy to have with us Ann Fishbrand and Ann. Uh, a, a bunch of anticipation, as is always the case. What a great event last year. What are you going to do for an encore? It will be the best concerts you can see in Iowa this summer, I assure you. We have Carrie Underwood, Kenny Chesney, Zach Brown Band, Ed Sheeran, not to mention those fast, fast NTT IndyCar Series races coming to Iowa Speedway this summer, and we can't wait to kick it off July 21st. Well, that is an impressive concert lineup, and and let's face it, the musical entertainment by itself uh, would be an incredible show, but you add the excitement of the NTT IndyCar Series, I mean, that. That just, it's a win-win for the fans. Your day is going to be jam-packed, whether you're there to interact with our sponsors, there to see Carrie Underwood or Zach Brown Band, there to see the races. There is something for everyone all day long. Well, of course, uh, a, a lot of credit 
so much credit has to be given uh, to the tremendous support you continue to receive from the good folks at Hy-Vee. Hy-Vee is such a great sponsor of ours. Not only do they consider this their home race because their headquarters are in Des Moines, they're bringing out their employees, their family members to support the event. They want to showcase how exciting Iowa is and it doesn't get much bigger when you put that many uh, award-winning musical artists in one place with the performance of our NTT IndyCar Series drivers. So tell us about the Hy-Vee Homefront 250 and the Hy-Vee One-Step 250 on Saturday and Sunday. This year, we're going to be focusing on military and veterans with the uh, Homefront 250 on Saturday and the One-Step 250 on Sunday, which is talking about um partnering with a, uh, our partner in Feed America and supporting uh, food banks across the country. Now, let's uh, give folks an idea of what the lineup will look like each day. I think it's really cool the way it's laid out. I mean, you start the day with uh, with a concert, then the race, and then a post-race concert at the same schedule on Sunday. So what, what artists will be lined up where? Absolutely. So on Saturday, Carrie Underwood will start the day with a 60-minute concert before the NTT IndyCar Series race, followed by Kenny Chesney with an hour-and-a-half concert that afternoon. On Sunday, same schedule, 60-minute concert by our friends at Zach Brown Band, followed by the NTT IndyCar Series race, and then an hour-and-a-half by Ed Sheeran. Well, please let Carrie Underwood know that we will make room in the booth for her if she'd like to enjoy the race from there after her show. I think we can find a seat for her. We'll let her know. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, the most important way for folks to enjoy it is to go to the website. Tell us how they can do that. And uh, there there are still some great seats available. There are great seats. And just so everyone knows, your grandstand seat is your entrance to the racetrack. It is your race ticket. It is your concert ticket. Everything can be seen from that grandstand seat. There are opportunities to get closer to the stage with some upgrade op- options on our website. And anyone can buy a ticket at com. Saturday, the High V Homefront 250. That's Saturday, July 22nd. Sunday, July 23rd, it's the High V One Step 250. And thank you very much. The Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for redefining the limits. Advanced Auto Parts, official checkered flag of the NTT IndyCar Series. Pennzoil, official motor oil of the NTT IndyCar Series. By American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Coors Light, cold as the Rockies, Coors Light is proud to be the official beer partner of the IndyCar Series. Coors Light, made to chill. Borgwater, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. Hinchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a Hinchman. The Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seat in sports. Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Shell, official fuel of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by NTT, official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton in the pits, Alex Wolf, Joel Sebastianelli, and Ryan Marine. Turn announcers, Michael Young, Jake Weary, and Nick Yeoman. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans, satellite and technical support, courtesy of Scott Forget. Master control operations by Sam Rumza. The network director is Chris Pollock. This is Mark James. There's more to come. The NTT IndyCar Series heads north to the streets of Toronto. Catch flag-to-flag action right here on most of these same outlets Sunday, July 16th. We'll get everything started at 1.30 Eastern, and you will not want to miss a single lap.
The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.